I just, uh, what did I watch? Oh, yeah, I watched uh, Uncut Gems, that Adam Sandler flick. And? That one? That's really, I really liked it, man. Perf? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett has a huge role in that movie. Kevin Garnett has a huge role in an Adam Sandler film. Can yeah, you break this it's down actually, just for a second? Okay, so it takes place in, I guess, 2012 or so. Okay. Uh, so, so Boston's so playing. Kevin Garnett's on the Celtics. He's on the Celtics. They're in the playoffs. Uh, who are they playing? I forget. 2012. The, they're taking on the Heat in the Eastern was, Conference The round final. before that. The round before that. Before they got knocked out. Playing the Pacers. I think that's who it was. The Pacers. So anyways, Kevin Garnett comes into his diamond shop and he sees this fancy looking thing. He's like, I gotta have it, man. He's like, I can't. It's going up for auction. So he lends it to him and then all this shit happens. He starts going on this hot streak. So then Sandler bets on Kevin Garnett on the game. He's like, I know it's, I got the inside track. And all this crazy shit happens. Thievery, stealing, diamonds, Kevin Garnett. Uh, who else is in it? Uh, I don't know. It's a good wait, film. Wait, wait, wait. So is, is Kevin Garnett in the movie like periodically or does he show yeah. up once... No, he's like there, beginning, middle, end. They keep going back. He's a to, major uh, plot point. To KG, big ticket. And and Sandler's got all this money riding, so they're using real footage from the games, like all these things going on. No way, huh? It's dope. Yeah. So and does then, that mean? Uh, so you know, the movie takes place in 2012, where yeah. Kevin Garnett is a professional basketball player. Yeah, uh, rich as fuck. Yeah, rich as hell. Um, Bush and Boston, in the Manhattan, Celtics. Manhattan, the Diamond District of New York. Right, right, right. Uh, so then he <laughs> runs into this dude played by Adam Sandler. Right. So yeah. this guy, he's like, he's old looking. He's got kind of, he's got a mustache. I think he's his hair's perp, a little yeah. weird. You, you know the look, those glasses with like the gold rim. But he still kind of looks like Adam Sandler. <laughs> so yeah. like, my question is, in this particular film world, has Kevin <laughs> Garnett seen the movie Happy Gilmore? Like, does the person of Adam Sandler exist in that world? Like wedding. Singer, I believe. I think. I think this is just a lookalike. Yeah. Big Daddy, and then like I mean, it, he yeah. could have, you know, maybe when Kevin Garnett was on a sign off or whatever from the movie, he could have looked over at. The guy at, at Adam Sandler's character and been like, "Hey, you know who you really remind me of? <laughs> Have you ever seen <laughs> Mr. Deeds? Mr. Deeds. <laughs> and of all uh, the ones you pick, you go with Mr. Deeds. Well, no. Well, I already said I said Happy Gilmore before. Then I said Wedding Singer, I, and then I yeah, said Big yeah. Daddy. So I had to I had to go with something else. Um, okay. Uh, you know to to, ch- to change it up, to change it up a little bit. <clears throat> but yeah, that one's that one's it was a good movie, man. It was uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a good film to check out. Yeah, every every like eight or nine years, Sandler does a serious role. That's really good. Yeah, I think that's uh that's in the you know it's not it's not the one for you, one for me thing. It's like the uh, <laughs> one for you, ten for me, or <laughs> yeah. or one for you, eight for Netflix. I guess this yeah. <laughs> this this was still a Netflix movie though. Uh, just, yeah, he's got. I think a serious I had like. One. Yeah, it's like a lot of those. They do like a limited theater release, and then they throw it on the Netflix now. Right, 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 right. Same with like the Irish Irishman. I think did that as well. The Irishman. Irishman is that? That's not a, a racial slur, right? Irishman. No, I don't know. I don't know what the. Uh, no, I think that's a cool thing to say. I don't know what the rude thing to say for, uh, <laughs> like an Irish person is. I'm sure there is. You know, they well, like what? Mick. Pita- pita- I think it's a Mick, right? Look at that fucking Mick. Is it? There. I don't know. I've heard that term. Okay, but what if I don't you're think na- I don't think it's like I don't think it's like uh, like a, a bad slur that someone's gonna get all offended by. Right. It w- or it's just more of is it more closer to like the check out that hoser over there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, it's kinda. like on that level. It's not. Yeah. It's not rude to say, but it's uh, you know, it's like who are you calling a hoser? Who are you calling a hoser? Maybe it's yeah. uh, you know breaks down to that. <laughs> 
Something like that. Something like that. But, Mike, we got to get on with the show here because this isn't movie talk. This isn't Oscar Gab starring uh, Mike and Cameron, of course not. No, this is a wrestling podcast. It's the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast online, uh, offline. Um, It's the only thing. Landline. Landline. It's the only thing. uh, The only wrestling podcast, which is hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne, my co-host, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Bad it up. On the other side of the line, so we're back. We're back after another week. Um, you know, the shows. The shows have been in a weird order lately. You had, uh, I think, I had a weekend where I wasn't good, and you were at a. You also didn't. We it couldn't work out on the weekends, so and we're back here on, uh, you know, just a little bit later in our wrestling week. Yes, on a Tuesday though, we're still in before deadline next week. <laughs> the deadline. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you know what sucks? Like fuck. It's it was really just the Friday move to SmackDown. I know, sorry, the SmackDown was, move to Friday, rather. Yeah. If it like, was still on a Tuesday, you'd have the whole second half of the week to Because ideally you could do we like or you know, our show, we could do show Wednesday morning that covers Monday, Tuesday, or the, you know, and then reviews those sorts of things. And then a show Thursday. Yeah. Which does Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of in it. Yeah, no, that know. fucking Friday. I no. liked it. Tuesdays, you know, there's now yeah, that gap. That gap just fucks up everything. It's that third it's that Thursday gap. <laughs> the yeah. old Thursday gap. Thursday, yeah. Tuesday gap. Well, goddammit, it, the world keeps going on. Um a lot of shit happened this week. You know, of course we're on the road to WrestleMania, but let's kick off uh our show. With a a classic, a staple one might say, it is with the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Uh, great. Okay, so um, just there was some news on some uh, NXT financials. You know, uh, regarding things, and it was reported that WWE makes, uh, or they, you know, their deal is thirty million dollars annually um, from the USA Network, just for NXT. For for just for NXT, yeah. So just oh, for that, just for that them. Wednesday night time block, <clears throat> which is about five hundred seventy-five thousand uh, dollars a week, um, which is great, which is a lot of money, half a million, half a million dollars a week. But this week's tweet of the week champion comes from. Me, motherfucker, Cameron Thunder <laughs> Osborne. When Cameron Thunder Osborne tweeted out 575000 per week, just like your viewership. Whoa. Whoa. The heat is on. NXT, bring it. I've sent Damn. it. You got him. A dollar for every I got year. him. And I'm, I, I, you can say it. I'm pulling a Russo. I'm yeah, pulling a Russo, Russo right you did. now. He I Russo on you. himself. That's okay. I'm, I'm putting the title That's on my right. lap right now, on right now because I I, I gotcha I gotcha. You're allowed. WWE. You're the booker. You're allowed to. I'm if I if, I, if I'm booking the show, bro, <laughs> dude. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that about him. So oh, I'm listening to so this. Did you? Okay, I'm yeah. listening to the interview with Chris uh, with Chris <laughs> Jericho because I'm like, okay, I know he's a person, and I know, yeah, that he books yeah. craziness in WCW, <laughs> and uh, I know that he has tumultuous relationship with Vince and those sorts of things. Yeah. And just listening to him talk was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> you didn't so know fun. he was like a full on fucking Brooklyn. I didn't know that he was just like, okay, bro, listen to me now, bro. Yeah, it's like, bro, it th- three, I'm four telling times you, I was there, I was there, bro. It was yeah. so cool. 
<laughs> it was so cool. It's, yeah, no, that's part of the lore of Vince Rosso. It's just, yeah. I loved he's it. A, he's a character. He's quite the character. He's funny. And uh, yeah, it just seems just seems like a just seems like a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't hate him as much as other people. Um, I oh, guess I'm I sure. didn't work with him. I didn't work with him. So that's a good point. But I'm sure there are a lot of people who did I, not work with him who are like Vince yeah. Russo ruined WWWCW. That's also yeah, because I was more Team WWF anyway. So I feel like he didn't. I was already. Oh, you had you had picked your side in the invasion. Yeah, I mean, I still followed, but I was like, whatever. They can do whatever they want. I'm having more fun over here. And then they crashed and burned. We can all have more fun wherever we want to be. Yeah. I think that's what we've learned, is that it does not matter where you want to have fun. <laughs> well, I mean, some places are more safer than others. That's a good point. That's a good point. Man, can you hear that? Uh, we're back to uh, construction well, over top. Yeah, this time I heard it. Last time I didn't hear anything at all. Yeah, they had moved to the other side of the building uh, last time, but now it appears as though they're back. They weren't, like, right when I woke up, and now they've sort of... In the last hour, so folks at home, of course, if you're hearing a lot of construction, oh yes, the well, the shoot studio, the shoot renovated. studio is being renovated. Um, soundproofing, we've got <laughs> uh, high quality microphones. We got all the stuff. We got all the stuff. We've got a bidet. We got a bidet in the studio. It's not even in the washroom <laughs> that's beside there. the studio. It's just a full functioning bidet <laughs> directly beside uh, where we record podcasts. It's a great facility if anybody else uh, is looking to record podcasts. Let us know. Or if you're looking to use a bidet, also let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Um, you want to go around the ring? Around the ring, around the ring. 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 Around the ring. Ooh, I love going around the ring. I would like to go around the ring. Let's hit us with some news, of course. Uh, the wrestling world doesn't stop. There is there's a lot of news from a lot of places. A lot of shoot. A lot of work. A lot of shoot. A lot of shoots. Yes, uh, and one of our, the great masters of the shoot, one of our very trusted sources, Uncle Dave, Davey Meltzer. Uh, he is reporting that Rusev has been taken off of WWE television due to a contract dispute. And unless this contract situation is worked out, it appears that there may not be a resolution to his storyline with Bobby Lashley and Lana. Isn't that just great? Okay, wait. Did you <laughs> did you add the you added the resolution with the Bobby Lashley and, and Lana story? Right? Um, I think you added that tagline at the end. No. Oh, Uncle da Uncle Dave was report. Uncle Dave's worried about that. Well, he's just saying. He's telling it like it is. <laughs> um. And the weird part is, I think Lana just signed like a five-year deal or something recently, so that's kind of, you know, well, this, this this storyline could turn into a, a shoot. It's happened before. Wrestling couples get broken up due to this kind of shit, and then uh, and then break up IRL. Oh no, yeah. I don't want <clears throat> them to get divorced. Well, uh, I have seen. Way. I have seen. If you go on Rusev's Instagram, like he has also backed away from the from wrestling which is weird like it has like his real name now mm -hmm. and uh all of his like things are about things that he's acting in he's doing a lot of acting around lately the marine six the marine six seven and eight wow they're filming them all concurrently they're doing like an avengers thing and they're just filming them back to back <laughs> <laughs> back to back to back to really keep the continuity 
Uh, who? Yeah, who knows? You got to think like, yeah, are you just are you not stoked on that story in particular? And that was enough. If that was me, that'd be enough for me to leave. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, more stuff from Uncle Dave. Oh, he was hot this week, apparently. Well, this one I personally asked him about. Uh, I said, hey, Dave, where's the Iconics? So he said, let me look into it for you. So he got back to wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. Why wouldn't you just ask AC Dirt about this? Um, uh, he's uh, Kevin. We haven't found him in a while. God so I don't damn, know. still off the grid. So uh, Dave is a backup. But uh, I asked Dave. He said he'll look into it. And he, he gets back to me. He says, uh, you know, I asked around a few weeks ago. A decision was made to take them off TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe repackaging. But the idea is that they're coming back. But that's all we know. That's great. So... I mean, um, it gives me hope, but I don't, I don't think they needed a repackaging, but just bring them back. Yeah, it's or yeah, when repackage could also just kind of mean, hey, work new on your uh, skills. Mike, I'm sorry. I got to say it. I got to say it. Well, if you don't let them wrestle, how can they get better? I don't know. Train your training <laughs> at outside of it, I imagine. Yeah, that's how it would work. work. Yeah. Well, that was always their thing for me, too, where it was, you know, on the mic. It's great. Uh, tag champs that are a cohesive team, great, but uh, yeah. in their in-ring performance, well, the only match lacked. Uh, Elimination Chamber, I think they were pretty good last. See, I was going to say maybe the Mania <laughs> match, but it had an, it, it had a good ending sequence. Then I don't know if yeah. that was enough to put over the entire match. Maybe um, that'd be great. Yeah, well, yeah, like just have them come back as more legitimate. I think no matter what you say, whether it's in-ring, out-ring, repackage, whatever it is. Just have them come back as more legitimate threats to Asuka, who's kicking ass right now, and uh, Kyrie Sane. Yeah, I yeah. just want him back. I know you do, Mike. Uh, I know you do. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> and uh, one last thing. We talked about it last week. Let's talk about the XFL. The XFL is back. Yeah. It was a fantastic <laughs> weekend of football. <laughs> Yeah, no, I caught I caught some action on both uh, multiple games there, and mm-hmm. no, it was pretty fun. I liked a lot of the stuff they had, the uh, you know the coaches being mic'd up and all these other things, hearing the plays being called, and I love cool. the the, uh, the the point after touchdown. I love that whole thing where like one point from the two yard line, two points from the five, three points from the ten, mm-hmm. all that strategy. So you know, down late in the game, you can have like a ten point swing or a nine point swing on a touchdown. You could, you could. Yeah. I also like the uh, the just the kickoffs. It's yeah, something like, new. What but what I was most surprised about is that it looked like fine. It looked it good. Didn't, like it, it, was, it didn't look low didn't budget look sloppy. or yeah sloppy. It didn't look like there were a lot of holes. Nobody thought things through. It kind of just looked like a CFL broadcast. Yeah, like it to me. It seems like it could be the MLS of football. You know. Well, no, but that's what the CFL is supposed to be. Well, I but I think this could be taken more seriously. This could be like, the bigger CFL, than the just CFL. Just because of just because there's a whole Canadian stigma, people in America. Just have, because of America, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. There's there's XFL. more people. There's more people there watching it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really and, just, uh, it really just felt kind of the same. Yeah, and I mean, like they already have all these MLS stadiums built, so there's your venues and. Now, uh, yeah. wait. What was your team? Did you win this weekend? Who are you cheering for? I lost. They were up. The Seattle Dragons. We were you're doing good. You're also a Dragons half. fan. See, you're hopping on the bandwagon of the cool name. No, I just Seattle. Uh, you know how many? You know Bryan. how many people I've asked and they've said, "Oh, Seattle Dragons." Yeah, that's my. Yeah. Well, I have a different reason. Okay. Daniel Bryan. Okay. Daniel Bryan. 
dad. Oh, he's a Seattle. He's a Seattle Dragons fan. Well, he's a Seattle Seahawks fan, mm-hmm. so by association. So he's Nats from Washington. By, <laughs> by association, he yeah. has to like the team because he's from there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. A couple of the all plays. I like how every single play is reviewed as it happens. So no, no controversies, no bullshit. No controversies. I saw that getting uh, get the call right. I saw that getting a lot of a lot of uh, hype on the internet on the internet because uh, buddies like using xbox controller to review the footage which is like <laughs> you can kind of you can do that with any computer and they've been doing that in replay yeah. for for years you can control cameras with ps4 controllers yeah. it really doesn't matter but like it got a lot of i guess not many people knew that so when they saw that they're like yo this is sick <laughs> this is legit yeah i mean it was fun it was interesting so we'll see are you gonna watch next uh, week i mean i'm gonna I'm not going to be watching every single minute of the games, but I'm going to be following, following the hope of rooting for the Dragons. Dragons. And, uh, go Dragons. And either way, I mean, once the championship game rolls around, I'm sure I'll watch that just to see. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it's only, no, a, only, it a, cool. only a month, month and a half away. Yeah. I like all those little tiny, like even like there's the, like the kickoff. If you don't reach the 20 yard line, it automatically goes to your 45 and little rules like that. Mm-hmm. It's like CFL meets slam ball. Oh, that's what we Remember always wanted. Ball. We want football, <laughs> but we want it to be more kind of like slam ball. Yeah. In the sense that the rules are kind of different, but not really. Could you imagine <laughs> a slam football where like the whole field was a trampoline? Uh, no, I think I, I don't think the whole field could be the trampoline. I think if you, you would need like 10-yard gaps between trampolines. So you could, jump, you could jump <laughs> I from trampoline your to knees trampoline. Yeah. Yeah. What would what would a down? But just imagine be? like a thirty foot high tackle. A guy jumps up, and then another guy. Just, what breaks his neck on the way down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the way that penalty shots, or sorry, no, like just um, if there was a foul, or yeah, I guess yeah. a penalty in slam ball. Do you remember what it, what it was? It, it was, was just like one v one. It was just one v one. Two guys. <laughs> the guy guards the rim, and you just try to dunk on him or That's whatever. Pretty much what it was. One guy started beside and jumped up, and one guy kind of got yeah. the running start and jumped up, and it was just who could. Put you on a better poster. <laughs> that was the entire. That was the entire point of it. Yeah, what a fun little thing. It was fun a lot of fun. Thing. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. So, Mike, what kind of what kind of wrestling did you watch this week? Everything. You watched ever, including NWA Power. Uh, no. Inclu- the Big Four. You know, and all North American sports is always about the Big Four. The Big Five. We need to. Who's the fifth? NWA Power. Oh. Well, then how, how do you feel about um, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact? Rounding up that, uh, rounding up that <laughs> top eight, baby. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the Hateful Eight. Rounding up that Hateful Eight, babe. Well, let's go back to Wednesday Night Wars. Is that where we're going? Is that where we're starting? Go for it. All right. It was another, it was another great week. I think AEW won. I know that much. Yeah, well, they they are they're undefeated in 2020. I'm pretty sure. So baby, the hot streaks going. Baby, and, uh, AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. One of the hottest guys in the company, John Moxley's out here taking on Ortiz. Um, and every week, Moxley changes eye patch again. This time, it's like a bit more triangular looking. I don't know. I hope he changes it every week. That'd be funny. I think this one had a this one kind of strapped onto his head. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there it's not going anywhere. Next week, 
yeah, have like a mankind like leather thing holding it on. No, that'd be cool. But uh, yeah, this was uh, they mentioned the first singles match for Ortiz since 2016, and Santana was just there on the outside being a thug. It's um, a long time, jeez. But anyways, eventually Moxley beats him. He hits that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna call it the dirty deeds because he didn't elevate him all the way. Gets the win. Then he pulls out the key to his Ford GT and he threatens to stab Santana in the eye. And then he does! An eye for an eye, he says, as the camera caught it on his face. Yeah. Vicious. Caught, caught it. Camera caught it. Yeah. Oh, good segment. So, uh, yeah, I think they go backstage later on. <laughs> He's all bleeding from the eye. He's all pissed off. And Jericho's like, how could you stab someone in the eye? Yeah, that was that was a great line. Jericho said it like two or three times to really, yeah. really push it, to the, like really sell that. Like, what kind of person would stab a person in the eye? That's a terrible thing to do. And it, or you know, like that person is a shitty person. Yeah. So this is some good shit. Some good. Uh, that's like some. That speaking of NWA, that's like some '80s NWA stuff. Just uh, gouging people's eyes. Eyeball. Out? Eye gouging. Oh, yeah. eye Dusty play, Rhodes. Of course. <laughs> I play Yes uh, Let's go on to some tag action here SCU taking on the best friends uh, And Orange Cassidy of course is there He's got some merch now He was interacting with some fans And they had a foam half thumbs up thing Did you see that? A half foam finger? No I didn't see yeah, that Yeah like the, the thumbs up foam hand for gotta, Orange. I gotta, so get, he, gotta get me one of those It was great Yeah he took it and he put it on his hand And just posed there for a second Kind of stood So that was awesome uh, and then at one point, everyone's taken all out. Everyone's on the floor. So Orange Cassidy just goes and lays down next to them. Everyone loves this guy. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was a fun <laughs> spot. That was a fun spot. Yeah, these matches are being built around uh, Orange Cassidy now. Yeah, there was that I mean, fun spot. Eventually, and then he has the fun spot at the end of the match too. Also, yes. Uh, yeah, after the match is over. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So. Uh, as best friends, they do their big hug, but then JR's like, oh, it's going to cost them. And he was right. They were too focused on hugging. Uh, so SCU picks up the win. And then after the match, the Dark Order comes running out. They attack everyone in the ring, and they do their little pose. And they're... then Orange Cassidy rolls into the ring for a big standoff. Evil Uno pulls out a mask to offer to him. Uh, and then he just puts his hands up in the air, shoves them in his pockets. So they attack him. He's too cool for this. He's not doing the Dark Order. Too cool. They do that. Then they do that. Uh, that camera angle or that camera cut every single time. Whenever Orange Cassidy is something big, or whenever the best friends do their hugging bit, oh, it's yeah, like when it's it's super zoomed in, and as they yeah. do it, like you it zoom out, it like really drops. quickly zooms out, like yeah. almost a little too fast. It's very jarring uh, when it happens. It's uh, like they're kind of going to uh, like light force or light speed or something. Yeah, the warp <laughs> speed. Uh, yeah, so they beat up Orange Cassidy. Christopher Daniels comes out to make the save. And then Evil Uno just calls off the rest of the Dark Order as they're still teasing this. They're trying to recruit Daniels. They want him. Yeah. Um, and then Britt Breaker, she comes out, does another heel <laughs> promo. Um, so she's full on heel now. And she's taking on Yuka Sakazaki, who we haven't seen in AEW since Fighter Fest. So her uh, Dynamite debut, I guess. And uh, she did well. She did well here. That's a bit surprising. They, you know, they had a good back and forth match. Britt's trying to get the lockjaw applied, uh, but Yuka escapes and rolls Baker up with a crucifix for the three count. So a bit of an upset here. But uh, the big heel Britt Baker after the match, she grabs the ring bell and nails Yuka with it, and then she shoves her mouth on the bottom rope, and then just curb stomps it. 
a la American History X. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Yuka just has blood and pieces of broken teeth come out of her mouth. Yeah, I wonder what they did there. Like, they really, like, she was bleeding and then she was pulling out teeth. Yeah, I guess they just did the quick uh, whatever Oscar does for the green mist. Yeah, well, I wonder. I wonder. I always wonder how they. I always wonder how they do that because she was like, <laughs> she was pulling them out as though they were like super rotten, and she was yeah. one by one just like, well, there you go. Yeah. There's a tooth. And then after she's bleeding, Baker goes and shoves her fingers in her mouth, doing the lockjaw just to rub it in. Yeah, the lockjaw. Uh, is that lock what they're calling jaw. it? They need a new name for it. They need a fun dentist name for it. You know, because like jaw. the lockjaw, everybody knows what that is, right? <laughs> so what's wrong with isn't that it's mouth related? It's isn't that isn't that no okay no you're right you're right. In your jaw. I guess like I guess maybe I'm thinking more like when Bray Wyatt does it, it's the mandible claw. Yeah. Aw, maybe I'm just kind of I'm hearing the sounds. I'm like it's too much of an aw. Uh, <laughs> you're in awe. I'm in awe. Um, yes. Yeah, I hope Burt Baker keeps going with these um, dentist like puns. Like yeah. uh, maybe her like her knockout. You know, spinning kick, kick or something is called like the anesthesia or something. Oh, or uh, yeah. you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of places that we can go with <laughs> puns. A lot of dental puns we can uh, do. Yeah. How many dentists have there been? Uh, only a couple. Right there was. Didn't Kane play a dentist or a, uh, yes. whatever? Glenn Isaac Jacobs. Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum. Another yeah. good. <laughs> another good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a real name. It's that's not, a realistic. It's not name. terrible uh, yeah. because you kind of get it. Yeah, I yank him. Yeah, and then uh, Britt Baker's promo segments can be called like, like the dentist chair. Yeah, or the waiting like, room. Remember in the background, <laughs> you know, just have like noises like exactly. Drills, that make can be people cringe. Part of her theme. <laughs> that like, when yeah, she comes just, out, she's like, that's just ah, yeah. <laughs> even more heat. Just yeah, just not even music, just terrible. Noises. Even more heat because they tried doing that with uh, what was that say? It, with the Corey Graves's electric chair. Oh yeah! Remember, Remember that, that lasted for a week. It literally lasted. It, well, it literally lasted for one week. That's not what I'm saying. But they yeah. had the what a reference. Look, <laughs> deep pull. I know, deep pull from two years ago. But they had at least they had the dent the uh, the electric chair. Like they kind of went all out for the chair. Yeah, they <laughs> it was totally not worth it, and they had no reason to abandon it. Yeah. Well, didn't someone throw the chair? Probably Braun Strowman or something. I don't know. <laughs> He probably just flipped the chair. <laughs> okay, so segment over. Yeah. Segment can never come back. Uh, so Britt Baker. If you, yeah, or I'm if liking you, it. Yeah. It's better than what they were doing before. She was just kind of floating around. Mm -hmm. She was a dentist, but she, you know, yeah. A baby face dentist doesn't really work as well. That's true, because nobody likes the dentist. No. Even if you got good, nice teeth, you still, you know, it's a bit of a pain going Exactly. You go and they're going to, you know, mess around. They're yeah, looking clean, in your mouth. It's like, a very vulnerable, yeah. uncomfortable place to be. Your mouth is just sort of yeah. open. It's wide open. They've got not, to talk you know, to you they've you got really pokey things back. in your mouth. It's, uh, yeah. you know, so. My dentist is a talker. He loves to talk and I can't really talk back. So Where do you go? Do you, ah, do you go up ah, there ah. to uh, the uh, 404 Dental? That's where I used to go. No, I go down to... I don't know. I forget. It's like near Uxbridge. Oh, okay. You have you, there's like two dentist offices right across the street from your. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of new market. I've like just been going right the same across one for from like, you. <laughs> yeah, you drive. Going there for like 20 years. 35 so. minutes away. <laughs> yeah, you know, only once a year, so no big deal. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. Uh, let's move on though. Enough dental talk, Brett. Uh, let's move to the butcher shop because we got the butcher and the blade. Another great on. segment name. See, all of these things <laughs> the exist. If you want to give the butcher a mic. Yeah. Welcome to the butcher shop, bitch. 
So they're teaming up with the Lucha Brothers to take on Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. And, of course, the dissension between the Elite continues. You know, the three of them, they come out, and then Page, he's kind of coming... Or, wait, no, he comes out first on his own, just looking disinterested. And he's just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Let's go. Because I think, no, I think he renounced his Elite ship uh, like a while ago. In in, in and amongst that... um, Maybe like the Jericho feud, honestly. Hmm. Well, either way, they still want him to yeah. be their buddy. So, but he's, uh, yeah, he's like, whatever, whatever. So the three of the other three come out. They're all posing. They love it. Uh, but we get a great match, of course. All this talent here. Uh, Omega and the Bucks are doing all these triple team moves. And Paige is just kind of watching from the outside. Uh, everyone's flying all over the place. We get some cowboy shit. And then later in the match, the Bucks, they want Paige to tag them in. But he refuses. And it ends up costing his team as Pentagon and Phoenix hit their package pile driver foot stomp combo for the win. So after the match, you know, the elite, they argue, and then Paige just leaves and drinks beers with the fans. That's all he wants to do. That's all he wants. That's all he wants to do. I mean, We're sticking with the hold my beer thing. Hold my beer, bro. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, he's still the tag champ. Kenny's in this middle thing here. Uh so Tony, after the match, Tony Schiavone goes to interview Kenny Omega in the ring. But Pac appears on the screen and he threatens to hurt Riho unless Kenny accepts a match. So Omega says, fine, you got it. Which they later announced will be a 30-minute Iron Man match in three weeks. That's cool. The um, I think that was one of the things. Remember when AEW came out, when it started? That was like the first thing we noticed. Or one of the first things that I noticed was the uh, this match has a 30-minute time limit. Or Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, there was that co- there was that Cody match that went to time, and that was a big issue. Uh, so cool, we're getting another long match. Yes, the first Iron Man match in AEW history. So has be there fun. ever been like uh, and like for story for story purposes a, a thirty minute ma- match like an Iron Man match, an hour long Iron Man match, but it ended in like five minutes. Like, like you know, to to emphasize that the uh, the, the winner is so dominant. You know what not, I'm saying? Not to my knowledge. No. Yeah, because I don't know. It does defeat the purpose, so I get it. But uh, no, <laughs> but they I could though. Know. Like referee stoppage if the man just brutalizes. So yeah, badly. exactly. Yeah, then it's, it's like, possible. I don't know. Yeah. Because then I guess uh, you win. Oh, I don't know. No, no, it's you know, it's a it's a finish. Book it. Russo over here. You could book it. You heard it here. You heard it here first. I'm gonna Russo this. Damn Russo. I'm gonna Russo this motherfucker. Uh, Wasn't so after there that, a, like a like a Viagra on a pole match or something? Yeah, there was many of those things. Yeah, it was something very specific and sexual and weird on a pole. Yeah. Um, but so they announced this Iron Man match, uh, and then after uh, Riho's Riho's still there, and Pack leaves, and then Nyla Rose shows up, power bombs Riho onto the table, which doesn't break. And they will have a title match next week. Riho taking on Nyla Rose. Oh boy, what? wasn't this the uh, the inaugural match for the title? Wasn't that what this was? Yeah, also. yeah, back uh, back in October or whatever. There, so Nyla Rose, she kind of disappeared for a bit, but here she's back. I'm, I don't know. Seems like they want to keep her pushed near the top, so we'll see. We will see. It was Viagra on a pole match. I'm. Uh, yeah. No, there was also a uh, Judy Bagwell on a <laughs> forklift. Match. Right on the forklift. Yeah. Yeah. Where Buff Bagwell's mother. Yo, that's was, so uh, cool. There is so many. That's so things. cool. What happened to cool steps? <laughs> you? Oh, you? No, don't even be. 
Don't even. Whatever happened to, uh, what was it? Helena Kettle? <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought this Baron Corbin feud. It, that's where it's going. Get, that's where it's going. It's all, we I are it's getting. over yet. Uh, we get the feud. Uh, Kip Sabian taking on Joey Janela here. Uh, Penelope Ford's just fucking around, helping Sabian. At one point, she jumps on the apron to kiss him, but Joey goes to hit. Sabian ducks, and Penelope's knocked to the floor, but then Sabian just rolls him up, gets the win. So they're doing. Joey Janela never. I don't think he ever wins. Nope. I'm sure if we. I'm sure if you were to <laughs> check out those standings, he would be. He yeah. would be pretty at the bottom. I think Marco stunting him probably tied. Maybe. Uh, and then one of the funniest parts of the night, we go backstage. Hangman's being interviewed. When the Bucks come up to asking him, they're like, "Hey, man, what's your what's your problem, man?" And then uh, Matt says, "I think I know what it is." And they just grab the beer from his hand and leave. And as they walk away, the camera zooms in on Paige. Then he just pulls up a full pitcher of beer and sips from it out of nowhere. So we're we're yeah we're heading to this uh, intervention <laughs> of Adam Hangman Page. That's where we're going. <laughs> yeah, yep. The uh, alcoholic storyline. You know, yeah, or like. But it's fun. It's we're fun. enjoying it. Yeah. And the, yeah, this this visual comedy it works. You know, it could it could be cheesy, but it comes across well enough that mm-hmm. the crowd likes it. Just yeah, pulling a pitcher of beer Crowd's out of his pocket. Crowd's into it. Yeah, but now let's go to the main event. We knew this was one of the stipulations that Cody has to go through. His 10 lashes, so MJF comes out. He's got his associate Wardlow with him. They bring out Cody Rhodes because, yes, it is time for those 10 lashes. So Cody removes his shirt, and MJF makes Cody remove his belt as well so he can use it to strike. (coughs) So there is, So. so as soon as he said that... Uh, so there's this odd psychosexual thing going on between MJF and Cody where <laughs> Cody want or MJF wants to dom over Cody. He wants Cody to sub to him. Um, is, and I think well, you, and I think using I think using Cody's own belt is really that dom <laughs> person coming out, I think. Sure. This is how I so this, this is how I'm perceiving. I, said, uh, that, I, I was that, watching uh, this. I was watching this you happen. Can take it. I mean, he puts on the It's doms you know, the and blades. subs. We all know what's going on here. We're all adults. Butcher in the blade. He borrows the guy's mask when he does this. See? Exactly. <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they did. This was awesome. I love the way they, they drew this out. You know, he, he hits it with his first lash. He's taking his sweet time in between. And you can instantly see these welts. He wasn't fucking around on this thing. Uh, and then a bunch of the heels, you know, they come out to watch on the stage. We get some more lashes. You can hear this thing whipping. Uh, Arn Anderson comes out to coach Cody to get him through it. Uh, we're up to five lashes now, and then, you know, Cody, you can see the pain it's going through. So his brother Dustin comes out to give him his support, and he's like, I'll do it. I'll take the rest. Give me the next five. MJF says, nope, not the rules. So he gets up. We get two more lashes. We're up to seven now. The Bucks come out. His back is red and raw. I like the way the crowd is, like, slowly rallying around the ring, building up. Uh yeah, Cody, though, he's not quitting. We get up to eight, and then Wardlow, he wants a turn. He wants a shot. So uh, MJF gives him the belt, and he fucking nails him. Big-ass smack on the back. So now Cody, he's down. He's crawling on his hands and knees in pain, but he's still got one left to go. Crowd's chanting for Cody. He's fucking passing out face down when Brandy comes out. Straight up Brandy. There's no more Nightmare Collective Brandy. Uh, we, so d- we, we, we dropped that, eh? AEW's, we'll get to that. AEW's okay. first dropped 
uh, storyline. Wow. Yeah, so she's out here. She's got tears in her eyes. She's like, last, come on, one more. We can do this. So Cody gets up, and then MJF gives him the final shot right across the chest, right over his dream tattoo. Uh, so he's passed. He made it through the 10 lashes. He's passed the test, but there's still more to come, including that that cage match with Wardlow. But this... Jesus Christ. Uh, Mike, that was, a, that was a week ago. How do you remember the specific order... I take notes. <laughs> um, yeah, got, I mean, and this and this was the last fucking 15, 20 minutes of the show. And it was great. Uh, or at least, yeah, no, it's, yeah, they, they certainly gave it that time to go somewhere. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the first test, right? Or the first step in MJF's yeah. weird or like just sort of, you know, very sexual need <laughs> to dominate. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, um, I joke. I joke, of course. Uh, that's not where we're going, though. I don't think MJF is in love with uh, Cody. I think Cody's Jesus. I think that's what this is, right? This is like a Cody's Jesus metaphor thing. Yeah. He's getting lashed, and then next, it's like a David and Goliath thing. We're just is, is that is that God? I don't think that's God, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely um, sure. I mean, you're, don't quote David, me on I this. mean, you're telling stories from like Bible stuff. I think. Yeah, but. yeah. It seems like they're uh, they're giving Cody a, a couple of the big ones right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so wait. For, yeah, two weeks, three weeks. That cage match with Wardlow, and then now does he have to defeat Wardlow, or does he just have they to have the match? They didn't say he has to. Because it sort of seems so. like M- like who wants to fight who right now. Because Cody wants to fight MJF because he's like, yeah. you've been fucking with me. But does MJF want to fight Cody? He doesn't want to. I think that's why he's putting all these obstacles in his way. Okay. The yeah. the, the, the dominating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so after <laughs> Interesting. the Interesting. Inter- this is a weird story. Yeah. And then at the very end, uh, when Cody's all beat up, MJF kicks him in the balls and runs off. So it was just... Uh, and then there was one point at the very end, uh, it looked like a fan tried to attack MJF, and then MJF just thwarted him off, but, uh, and then someone pointed out that it was a plant, so it wasn't a real thing. Yeah, I think they, they've been doing a few plants with this MJF stuff. Uh, yeah, just like the guy that threw the beer. And... Yeah, the guy who threw the beer. I like it, though. That's fine. That's fine. Good presentation. Because um, I think I noticed that. They, they had a couple, I think they had a couple on SmackDown this week, or maybe it was Raw. I don't remember. Yeah, sometimes they do, yeah. You know, just makes but, you, yeah uh, makes you feel good for the people. Uh, you, you never know because you don't know while it's happening. So your pop reaction is always going to be kind of cool. Yeah. You know? um, and then stuff that kind of happened outside of Dynamite and things like that was just Brandy doing these like therapy session videos with herself. And uh, it's just kind of basically their way of ending the Nightmare Collective for now, at least. Like at the end, she took her outfit and burned it and. Like, uh, oh, is she, like, on Instagram or on YouTube or whatever? Uh, yeah, various places like okay. that. I just cost off. You know what? You know, I didn't see that, but that's, uh, that's, I wish that's they, great. Yeah. And then, yeah, last week I told you when they, they wrote off Awesome Kong, they attacked her and stuff. So it does kind of seem like they're disbanding for now quietly. Which, well, I mean, yeah, quietly but legitimately. Yeah. I mean, you know, AEW puts, on, puts out so much content that's outside of their, their Wednesday night two-hour chunk. It's kind of like, hey, uh, it can still live within that world if it's like, what happened Nightmare Collective? Oh, well, Brandy went to therapy, and they showed it, and here's the proof of it happening. Not just, 
remember somebody said in a promo that <laughs> Brandy went to therapy and mm-hmm. he was like, yeah. here's no, here it is, it's happening, which is fine. It wasn't working. No. So, it uh, wasn't. yeah, we'll see. See where it goes. Speaking we'll see of writing off. No, we'll get, uh, no, I can't say that quite yet. I can't say that quite yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then, should we just move on to NXT? NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. The Broser Weights, the new Dusty Cup champions, they come out, they got this golf cart. Matt Reynolds is loving it. He's driving, and Mauro Ronaldo just makes more weed references. Like, should he be driving? Things like that. Uh, so the Broserweight Mobile, they're fresh off. Oh, yeah, more over and all. Another, he's like, fresh off the Super Bowl. Riddle knows a thing or two about bowls. Blah, blah, blah. I love those <laughs> weed. Uh, so anyways, uh, they they cut a promo about their uh, tag title shot coming up. Fish and O'Reilly come out. They say, screw Portland. Let's do this right now. But Roddy Strong stops them. And then Fish, Bobby Fish says, yeah, we got bigger fish to fry. So Matt Riddle says, ha, Bobby Fish just said fish. Riddle me this. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Shish could fry fish? See, I fucked that up. <laughs> how how many fi- how many fish could Bobby Fish fry if a Bobby fi- Fuck, I fuck? See? That's <laughs> how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if fi- Bobby Fish could fry fish? fish? Yeah, that was pretty good. How that was pretty good. Fish? And then the crowd starts chanting it. They all sing it back to him. Yeah, how did they was, get it so immediately? I don't know. That was like great. It, it took us in retrospect like three times to figure it yeah. out. And they were So they sang it. They sang it like three times, then they all gave us, that, everyone uh, applauded. That full sale, do you think they sell booze at the full sale crowd? I'm never too sure. I don't know. I've never seen someone drink in there, so I don't think so. Yeah, because it really just feels, you know, if it's not a space, maybe, like, they don't want that. They're like, no, we're not even going to license this place yeah. uh, to sell alcohol. Yeah, I've always wondered. I've wondered, I've wondered that, too. Yeah, okay. so that was fun, though. Everyone chanted. Everyone said bro. And then uh, at the end, he said, we're going to smoke the Undisputed Era. Uh, they want the smoke. I guess they're really pushing yeah. this uh, Matt Riddle is high as fuck thing. So, yeah. like, if he if he wrestles at a WrestleMania in a legal state, I'd love to just see him come out smoking a blunt. You know, they're in an open air arena. That'd be great. Well, so my my next question was, <laughs> <laughs> it's pay per view. They can do whatever they want. My next question was, so like, if NXT is rated PG, let's say, right? Yeah. Or you know, um. I guess like if it, if you're smoking weed, if weed's not a drug, like in Canada, is if weed's equated with alcohol, could you you don't have to rate it like 14A for occasional drug use? It's just like PG for legal substance use. Yeah, I would think. You know, that you know what I'm be. saying? I don't know. I yeah. wonder. I wonder because I don't yeah. think weed's legal in Florida. I don't know much, or like I feel like what I do mm. know about Florida is that they're probably not the types to legalize weed. No, but they're crazy. In many other ways. <laughs> All right, let's go on here. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Yeah, skip, I'll skip a couple of these little things. They're not as important. Uh, the backstage Undisputed Era are looking for Champa. They press Kushida, so they just kind of beat him up, and it's kind of just happens throughout the night. They're just looking around the arena for Champa, and they can't find him. Um, and then. Uh yeah, eventually they're yeah they're looking around and then Champa just kind of pops out from the back of a truck, starts taking out Undisputed Era one by one, um, and he chases Adam Cole back into the arena into the ring, until the rest of Undisputed Era catches up, 
and then Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle come out as a big brawl. I thought it, uh, yeah, that leads to the main event later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh yeah, of course. Then we see this black vehicle arrive, and then Charlotte Flair gets out. She's in the building. Yeah, so this was the big this was the big angle at least for me for me this week because it was coming off of Charlotte, you know, my queen's main event. <laughs> Your uh, queen, yeah. Main event of Raw last week. Uh, is Charlotte going to answer the call and challenge Rhea Ripley for this uh, NXT Women's Championship? Let's find out. Yeah, so uh, Bianca Belair though she comes out first. She cuts a promo because she's got a title match in Portland. And she says, Rhea, you must have forgot because you went to Raw and got all up in Charlotte's business, but I don't care about no queen. Now, I think somebody writing for NXT, uh, whoever you are, we thank you for listening to the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I think we asked this exact same question last week was Bianca Belair literally has a title opportunity, but they were treating it on Raw as though she doesn't. Yeah, but she ain't having that. So, yeah, she says her thing, and then right on cue, your queen, Charlotte Flair, comes out. Been uh, been a few years since she's been in full sale here. Uh, so she cuts a promo on Bianca. She's like, you know, I respect you. You're an amazing athlete, but you're not me. Rhea overlooked you, and now you want to make this all about yourself? So then Rhea Ripley comes out. She gets her piece in. The three of them are all in the ring, and Charlotte just disrespects Belair, just kind of face palms her and goes face-to-face with Ripley. Excuse me. And then Rhea says, uh, you know, if you've got a purpose here, just spit it out. You going to challenge me or not? And then Bel Air just kind of gets in between them. I was like, uh-uh. You don't even go here, Charlotte. Which everyone laughs at. We all love that line. Right? It's a good line. It's a good line. It's a good line. Everybody <laughs> um, gets it. It's you don't a go reference. here. Yes. Uh, mean girls. The EST of 93 was probably like nine years old when it happened. So <laughs> for for her, this was a, uh, a, a generational film that may have moved along with her through her young uh, womanhood. Yeah. So she's all up in everyone's business. Charlotte, fuck you. And Rhea, you just go run through me in Portland. Uh-uh. That's how she okay, talks. Yeah, you can, you can tone it down with those uh, very no. specific accents. I get you're excited okay. and you're trying to convey the message. but uh. No. And it's in Portland. Um, so at Mania, it's going to be Charlotte and Bel Air, baby. Uh, but Charlotte says, Bianca, this is a conversation for champions. So just go stand over there and fix your braid. Woo! Woo. So then, uh, that was too much though. Ripley says, "Whoa, you don't come. I didn't come to your house and disrespect you. So you better watch yourself here. Me and Bel Air, we, we may be foes, but we got a saying. We are NXT. So then Bianca and Rhea double team Charlotte, slam her down. That was great. And then they go back to John at each other. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. I liked the segment overall. Everything." Yeah, overall yeah. it was fine. Uh, it bridges the gap. Bianca Belair is not going to win in Portland, but it does bridge that gap of why? Because yeah, because yeah. because Vince is thinking we need to sell Charlotte Rhea right now because yeah. nobody knows who Rhea Ripley is. Because there's still this weird chunk of people watching the main roster who aren't watching and aren't aware of NXT. So Vince is trying to do his job to get her over on Mondays. 
while we still need to explain why are like an active belt on Wednesdays. Yeah. So yeah, it's really you know for for if we're trying to do both those things at the same time, this is the way we got to do it. Yeah. Um, but I do love me some Bianca Belair. You if do. If they wanted to swerve everyone and put a title on her, I'd be fine with that. But I know they won't. <laughs> uh, but no, she's currently with Io Shirai injured. I think Bella Belair is my top woman in the company right now. In the world. Io, uh, Io injury. I didn't know about that. Did that happen? Yeah, she missed the Royal Rumble. It happened like the week before the Royal Rumble. Huh. She, uh, her knee, she, she tweeted out a picture of a knee brace. So we're, we're all concerned for her. Okay, okay. Prayers up. Prayers up. Prayers up. Prayers up. But let's go. Main event time. Uh, Done Matt Riddle and Tommaso Ciampa taking on three members of the Undisputed Era. Um, so they all start fighting, brawling. Um, yeah, Roddy Strong's not in the match, but he's interfering on the outside, causing a bunch of bullshit. Um, and eventually he just says, fuck it, and blatantly interferes. The ref calls for the DQ. Everyone's fighting. Undisputed Era is beating everyone down. They pull out a can of spray paint and they spray an X onto Ciampa's back. Um, but he kind of sprayed his buddy O'Reilly too. For some reason, yeah. What was the point? I guess <laughs> so. Kind of he has the perfect target for the last shot. Is that what? Uh, yeah. I didn't. It didn't have the the same thing as NWO spray painting the belt. It was a little weird. But okay. <laughs> uh, but anyways, they continue the beat down, and then the lights shut out, and something appears on the screen, and then it it moves around a bit, and it forms the Velveteen's Dreams logo. So everyone's pumped, everyone's going nuts, everyone's looking down at the ramp, but then from behind, Dream just pops up on the top rope, bathed in purple light. He hits this double clothesline, he starts running wild, crowd's going nuts, we've all missed the Dream. This poor guy hasn't been here since, like, the TV run, basically. But, uh, so he, he beats everyone up in the Dream, stands tall to end the show. Great ending. Has it been that long since NXT's been on television? Yeah, they, they went on in, like, September, I think. And you think it was before that? Was he? I feel like he may have been around for like one or two episodes. Was he at the uh, the SummerSlam or the uh, Toronto Takeover? I don't think he was. Yes, he he was on that card with Pete Pete Dunne and Roddy. Yes, that match, three man uh, match. Didn't he do the the Toronto Raptors entrance type thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was wearing Raptors colors, like the deep purple. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, you're right. He may um, have had a very short-lived time on television, which is yeah. They, uh, they did that angle where they they beat him up backstage, and then yeah, we haven't seen him in like five months or whatever. I'm trying to remember, and this is great. This is great. Not only is Velveteen Dream a fantastic in-ring performer, wrestler, all of those things. Uh, like he 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 belongs on television every single week. Yeah. Like somebody He's a superstar. Yeah, with somebody with his charisma and the way he dresses and uh just everything about him, like he should be on television all the time. Yeah. I heard this thing about this uh it was like this uh survey that was sent that was done a little, like last year or something to people who don't watch WWE or wrestling at all. They don't know anything about the product. And they showed him like all these pictures of all these wrestlers and they wanted them to pick out who they think are the biggest stars just based on what they look like. And the top three picks were Velveteen Dream, Roman Reigns, and Bianca Belair. So that says something about the Dream and Belair right there. Yeah, that that they're that they're doing something. <laughs> they just come across the stars. People don't even know them, but they think they're like legit. That they're doing something right, and that that was across all of WWE, kind of. Uh, yeah, every like any wrestler, every wrestler. I guess they showed a bu- I guess they showed a bunch of headshots. Just... Yeah, just a bunch of things. But the Dream is back, baby. We love you. 
yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see what's in store next for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I think it's about time we take a little bit of a break. Let's take a break. We're gonna come back with some trivia, uh, and then more, and then more nonsense. To be honest, it's just more nonsense. Yeah, SmackDown Raw. How do you do? We're back with the show. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Or uh, sorry, sorry. That was uh, that was a direction to the listeners. Just want to make sure that they're ready, because uh, of course Mike and I are on it. Oh, okay. All the yes. time. All the time. We're yes. always on it. Um, we're back with the second half of the show. Of course, you know the show keeps rolling on, but uh, we have to kick off the second half of the show. And what better way to kick off the second half of the show uh, than with a little bit of trivia? Trivia. I've got four questions for you this week, Michael. I will give you four as well. Oh, no. Okay, how about uh, you You started off? Okay. Well, this week, um, I didn't, uh, didn't go super creative. But uh, it is a game we have played before, and we will play again. We are going to bring back the spelling bee. Oh, humdingers. <laughs> Just wait for those you humdingers to come back. Humdinger. I, never, I never know when they're going to come back. It will come back. But not today. We're doing a spelling bee. Okay. Spelling bee. So, yes, hopefully spelling you get your bee. pencils ready. We're going to start. Wait, you're not allowed to write things down in a spelling bee. No, I know. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I was about to say, if I'm allowed <laughs> to write this down. No, no. Anyways, your first name for me, please. Drew... McIntyre. Drew. Um, yeah, th- this is a last name one where th- it's it's like Mac, but maybe it sounds like MC. Uh, okay, so D-R-E-W. And then there's an I and a Y <laughs> somewhere at the end there. I'm going to say um, M. So I'm going to say uppercase M. Lowercase. Yeah, I don't care about the uppercase. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah. M. I, re- I appreciate that you were going to do that. <laughs> okay, so Drew, D R E W, uh, McIntyre, M C I N T Y R E. You got it. McIntyre's. Yeah. See, I, I, I actually didn't realize the Y. I thought it was I R E for a long time. Yeah, and then like you a, see it. I remember the same thing. And you see it written down, and you're like, "Huh, there's yeah. a Y Once in I saw there." The Titan, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, somewhere." <laughs> but you, yeah, you got it. Could not fool you on that one. Okay, Mike. Um. Uh, my trivia this week. Your four questions are all going to be about defunct championships. Okay. Championships that are no longer things anymore. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, so kick, so kick off question number one. Of course, right now on the main roster, there's three titles that the women can hold. Uh, but back in 2008, uh, there was only one, and it was on Raw. So we needed a new title for uh, SmackDown, and of course, our lovely manager Vicky Guerrero decided that um, we need to celebrate the women's uh, the accomplishments of women's with the Divas Championship. Mm-hmm. 2008. Let's take it back. So, Mike, my question yeah. for you is, Mike. Who was the first wrestler to hold what is known as the Divas Championship? <sighs> now I've got yeah. I've got a couple clues for you okay. that may uh, that may help. Uh, mm-hmm. She won it at the Great American Bash, two thousand eight. 
Mm-hmm. She defeated Natalia for it mm-hmm. at the culmination of the tournament. And she wouldn't win it again for another two years when it was unified with the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I have a couple in mind, but I'm just going to go with Michelle McCool. Michelle, my right answer. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Cool. That was it. That cool. was it. So she, yeah, she won it. Then she won again in 2010 when uh, I guess they de-brand splitted. Uh, yeah. So both belts, both the the other one that was on Raw and this one, joined together. Mm-hmm. And they they made the wrong decision by getting rid of the the women's and keeping the divas title. But yeah, then the they wo- rectified the, that. The women's one looked like a legitimate title, where the divas one yeah. looks like a toy. Am I wrong in saying that? Yeah, no, it's it's it was a pink butterfly. It was the stupidest thing. Yeah. But then when they got Charlotte and Becky and Sasha on the main roster, like we need a good title now that the wrestling is fucking. Yeah, you know the, the women's revolution <laughs> is still going. We need legitimate looking titles. Yeah, but we cannot ignore the past. The, the as you yeah the the history of course of the company and the championship. So thank you for that. Um, okay, my next name for you to spell here. Um, he we we don't hear this full name very often, but it is his proper name. So please spell for me, Mister Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Um, this one sounds like there's no tricks. There's no silent vowels. There's no. Uh... <laughs> okay, so Hunter H U N T E R. Hurst, H-U-R-S-T-H-E-L-M-S-L-E-Y. You got the first and the last correct. No. But what the, what the Hurst, did I get wrong? Hurst is H-E-A-R-S-T. H-E-A-R-S-T. God damn it. Yes. It did have a trick in there. But uh, I, to be fair, Hurst. you've probably never seen it spelled... Uh, like I'm a yeah. Back in the mid '90s, when you came down to the ring, you'd see it spelled on the graphic, but you never would have seen that. It's just Triple H now. So. Yeah, I think of I just when I think of seeing his name written, I just see it. I think of it being written beside the photo of him breaking that dude's neck. Remember that one? Oh when, like, yeah. He, he's the, going the for the pedigree, <laughs> but the guy thought he was going for something else, and then just like the yeah, way that was bad. <laughs> and then I, you, you'll see. That's what you see. Hunter Hurst yeah, Helmsley <laughs> written well, down. There you go. <laughs> and uh, do you think that do you think that match is available on the network? Yeah, I think so. You think so? I, I mean, so. It's, it was, I get it. I don't think I don't think the man actually died or anything. No, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so okay, we're all, like, uh, we're all good. Yeah, I mean, anything that was taped that you know it should be on the network. So it's a good point. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Chris Benoit. Question number two, <laughs> Mike. We're talking about defunct championships here the european championship yes. was won uh the inaugural win on february 26th of 1997 on an episode of monday night raw from berlin germany yeah mike who was the first ever champion of that belt british bulldog davy boy smith davy boy smith the british uh bulldog defeated owen hart in a five-star classic five star i'd give it five star. And is it an official five star I could get. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty okay. loose with my five stars. Sometimes. Yeah, but you don't go above five. What's the point? No, that's the thing. What's the point of a star rating if you're not going to have a max and then the, arbitrarily create <laughs> a, like a what's better? What's the point max? of a scale? Because that's how good. So a here's my star. thing. There's 
not all five star matches are created equal. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> you know, an Escalada de la Muerte and this Davy Boy Smith <laughs> Owen Hart match are two completely different things. Yes, in more ways than one. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me give you another spelling bee here. Spelling bee. All right. We're going to the world of NXT here. One misses Candice LeRae. Ah. Uh, okay, so I've definitely seen this name written. <laughs> I've definitely seen it. The kind of thing the question for me right now is it Candace or Candice? Because <laughs> I think I can get the. Could you say the full name again, please? Candice LeRae. Right. It's LeRae, not LeRae. Uh, so is it Candace or Candice? I'm going to say C-A-N-D-A-C-E-L-E-R-A-E. It was Candice. Damn it. Lorraine. I knew. <laughs> oh, my God. This is two two of them here that have got me on uh, little, <laughs> little spelling flippers. It's, God damn that's it. That's the fun of the game. That's the fun of the game. I don't game. know why. I, I, I feel like I took a risk because I was like, I feel like it, it's, a, it's Candice, but not the way you think. That was wrong. Yes, I'm just I'm just the host. I You're can't. just the host. You literally can't change somebody's name. You're not Vince McMahon. You can't change exactly. it from. Uh... Wait, did someone get a name change last week or this week? Yes, Buddy, buddy! Murphy. Buddy, is now just Murphy. No more Buddy. What happened, Buddy? No, just Murphy. Murphy. What? I don't get Jesus, it. Jesus, Murphy. He just Vince McMahon just gets an obsession. Obsession. He just cutting names down for no reason. And then a year later, it's like, okay, you can have it. No, we have it back. Fine. It's like a test. Like, they've never done that to Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or... Yeah, that's you know. what you think. Like, Kevin, like, a lot of people have, a lot of classically have two names. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay, your turn. My turn. Question number three, Mike. You know, we were just talking about the uh, the European championship and it was it was always circling around the same uh championship scene as the ic title back in the day Um, just a notch below just a notch below um but plenty of good names plenty of plenty of good names and you know what this uh this title was often held by uh the same person these two titles when they would be uh kind of secretly dubbed the euro continental champion (laughs) yeah so it happened four times that happened to just four different people yeah my question for you mike who are the four Eurocontinental champions? All right, we got Kurt Angle, D'Lo Brown, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and there's one more. Hmm. So I got you. 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 D'Lo. You've got three. Yeah, D'Lo, Kurt, Jeff. One more Eurocontinental. I feel like I don't know. I'm just gonna throw out Mark Henry. Mark Henry, you know I'm sure that's a good guess. You're wrong on that guess. Yeah. The answer's Rob Van Dam. Ah, uh, was that the retirement one? Uh, that is correct. So I guess yeah, it was that's like, why. See, was, he so he was like a, for like a second. He the very <laughs> final. You know what? I, I mean, yeah. if, if you want, if you want to call a technicality, we can call a technicality. No, uh, no. Uh, I, but you know, this is an unofficial title that <laughs> exists, anyways. <laughs> yeah. He won it yeah. in the unification process. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you went up. I've never heard of D'Lo Brown before. I had to look that guy up. Well, uh, he had the unfortunate. Um, 
he accidentally paralyzed a man in the ring, and it kind of derailed his career a little bit. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Eek. There's a wrestler named Draws, and like he went for a running powerbomb and kind of slipped, landed on his head, and it's basically the only footage, along with the Owen Hart fall, that WWF has never aired from a, like a, a match that was taped or whatever. Oh really? So so, so, so it happened. Luckily enough, it was during it was on a SmackDown taping before SmackDown was live, so it didn't. The footage never made it, but obviously the people in the arena all saw it. Oh, okay. and then he was uh, yeah. yeah, he was paraplegic, quadriplegic after that. What? Yeah, it was fucked. It was a terrible bump, and it kind of fucked with D'Lo Brown, I guess, a bit in his head and everything, and, and it was never quite the same. And wow. So, but did this happen, and then they wrote him off immediately? Well, it's not like they were punishing D'Lo. I think it was just like. Yeah, his career just didn't, just kind of fucked with him, I guess. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But interesting. He was, yeah, he was, he was a pretty good wrestler. I liked D'Lo. He was solid. You know, putting two titles on a guy means they obviously liked him. So. Yeah. Clearly. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> All right, my final for you. Uh, okay. So sticking in the world of NXT here, I would like for you to spell. Isaiah Swerve Scott. Swerve Scott. Um, Isaiah. 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 How do you spell that? That's that's what's going <laughs> to be. That's, that's where that's where the whole thing is. Yeah. No. No. I think I can get the other ones. Um, <laughs> I S I A H S W E R V E S C O T T. Isaiah Sir Scott. Very close. The Isaiah what? stuff, yes. It's I S A I. God damn it. God damn it. I missed that one. That one, that one I put I could see it in my head. I could see it in my head. Isaiah. That's where the A sound comes from. Yeah. That one I ranked as the hardest, so I put it. God damn it. But always fun. Always fun. Always fun. Yeah, always another another round of trivia, you know, or sorry, wow. Spelling bees. Okay, Mike, I do have one more question for you before we can wrap up this week's trivia. Yes. You know, um, of course, yeah, we said before, three women's titles currently. Women have always been a staple in the WWE, but there were actually two separate occasions where uh, for an extended period of time there was no women's championship. Uh, The first one happened uh, between 1990 and 1993, and the second one happened again, 95 to 98. So... According to WWE, or like officially, there's no reason that the 1990 to 93 stretch, there was no title. It was stripped of somebody when they were hurt, and then it was never put back on anybody for th- in t- for three years later. Mm-hmm. But there is a reason as to why it did not exist between 1995 and 1998. Mike, my question for you is, where the fuck did it go? I believe it was thrown in the garbage can by Medusa. Ooh, you know what? If, if, no, you you were almost going to get two points on a one-point answer, but you did get one Whoa. point. It was thrown in a trash can. Trash can. When Alundra Blaze left the oh, WWF Alundra as Sorry. women's champion to join the WCW, where she Medusa showed up on Alundra an, Blaze. You know? Oh, okay, same person? Same person, different names, different gimmicks. Nice. I used her. So, okay, so same person. That's, that's, a, that's a twofer. That's a twofer one okay. right there. Yeah. Cool. When she joined WCW, she showed up on an episode of Nitro where she literally took the title that she still had and just kind of dropped it into a trash can on live television. And uh, yeah. it, it never resurfaced for another three years on WWF. 
And then when she was inducted into the Hall of Fame, she pulled it out of the trash can and redeemed herself. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, her redemption arc. That's nice of there her. Yeah. And then I think she was in the Royal Rumble last year or the year before or something. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. There you go. There we are, folks. There you are, folks. There you go. Another week of trivia. You know, that was a great week. It was a great week. Can't wait until next. Uh, should we move on to the show, Mike? Yeah. Let's get into some SmackDown Rail here. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. The blue brand, because, of course, as we know, there's probably a pay-per-view next week, so we got to get ready. <laughs> we got to get ready for it. They're going to Saudi. They're going to Saudi, baby, where the weather's nice and (laughs) uh, everyone is totally cool and chill. And and Uh, I'm looking looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to it. Lots of uh, money. And there's uh, there's lots of money. I think were we promised anything? I don't know. Let's just get to it. We Um, uh, we, we kick off. With uh, John Morrison and The Miz, I think, doing their, uh, what would they call it? The Dirt Sheet? The Dirt Sheet. Yeah, so it's basically just a their tag team version of Miz TV. So. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, was they the, was to... this a thing that they did back in the day? Back in the day. Okay, yeah, so this a is a nostalgia bit. pop. Yeah. Okay. And then they, they had like this fake movie trailer, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood type of deal. Yes. Mock-up. It was kind of, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do their thing. The New Day come out, interrupt them. They get in the ring, and then the Usos come out all, whoa, whoa, whoa. They love that shit. <laughs> uh, then Ziggler and Rude come out because they're another tag team. So, uh, Usos. <laughs> Wait, so that's the reason? Because they're <laughs> another tag team? Well, no, they actually had a match. So Rude and Ziggler take on the Usos, and uh, yeah, Usos get the win. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. bland. Um, of course, <laughs> Roman and Baron isn't stopping anytime soon. The Roman and Baron bandwagon to WrestleMania is going strong. So uh, yeah, these guys they, and these guys are on the peripheral edge of that. Yeah. So they and then they play a video from last week of Corbin getting the the sloppy dog food poured all over him, and they cut to a live feed of Corbin freaking out in the production truck for the guy played the clip. So he grabs him, throws him down the flight of stairs. Congratulations. Um, which is crazy. Okay, so I saw this uh, like stat by a person. Um, yeah, no, by they were saying on like cage side seats or whatever. Uh, so out of Baron Corbin's last forty one matches, mm-hmm. thirty nine of them have involved Roman Reigns. <laughs> Whether it is a one-on-one or this peripheral thing, also with Sheamus and Sorrow, like this, or sorry, why not Sheamus? Why am I looking at? You know who I'm talking about here? Yeah, yeah. Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. That's who I'm talking about here. Yeah. Um, I think at least that side of this has to be done now, right? Or at least these the Usos, Ziggler well, Roode thing, because uh, the Usos need to get back into being like legitimate tag threats. They should be on that same level as John Morrison, The Miz, New Day. Yeah, I mean now that's uh, yeah, let's we. Uh, this was a clean. We say it every every fucking couple months we say let's fucking elevate this tag division. It was a clean so, win too. So, yeah, I don't know. Let's do something with these. Well, yeah, well, because uh, I think the match that we actually end up getting is Elias Corbin, Cesaro, Cesaro. 
Yeah. Wasn't Elias, Corbin there in so. some capacity? Well, so I think after, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Elias beats Cesaro with his beautiful Macho Man elbow drop. Yeah, so it think, seems like this is his new finisher. Yeah, I think he, it's great. One of the best looking elbow drops. You know, uh, he had that one, that other one, that, the drift away that just kind of look, yeah. looks like a crossroads. Yeah, I think it was kind of very similar to Nikki Cross's thing as well, her swinging neckbreaker or whatever. Yeah, it was kind of but, something like that. So they anyways. switched it up. Elias had one great line here where, like, okay, let this like it was like a little, we're getting a little face Elias right now. He's getting a cute, yeah. he's getting a cute little face push when uh, when Cesaro comes up and interrupts him. Elias just says something about like, "Have you never seen me before?" Every time I get interrupted, something bad happens. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, which is I don't know, not as not the dumbest thing a face could say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then yeah, Baron Corbin does come out and starts bitching about something and classic uh, Baron Corbin says Roman should have lost last last week like your San Fran 49ers lost to my Chiefs. So big boo. So he wants one more match with Reigns and then he goes up to a fan and pours a drink on their head. Uh, not a real fan, of course. Yeah, another plant. Yeah, like we're saying, another plant. Yeah. So Roman comes out. Superman punches him, beats him up a bit, and then he runs off. And then Roman says, "You want one more match? Steel cage match." So they'll do that inside. Is that what we're doing in Saudi, eh? God damn. Yeah, bringing the cage. We're bringing the uh, cage. Hell, shelter, skelter, baby. Hell, shelter, then, uh, skelter. Something really unfortunate actually happened uh, the other day when I was at work. Uh, a coworker of mine. Uh, she comes up. She was like, "Yeah, I was watching wrestling this week." I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, <coughs> were you watching a on Wednesday, Monday, Friday? AEW? What were you watching? She was like, "Okay, it was um Friday night, and uh, she was at a friend's place. They're flicking through channels, yeah. and they ended up on uh they ended up on Roman Reigns." And admittedly, she was like, "We stopped because we're like, who's this good looking guy?" Right? I'm like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> so that's good. That's good. We're getting eyes on the product because he's 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 the face of SmackDown right now." Yeah. Um, but it wasn't during this show. It was the show prior where the dog food was involved. Um, and then I had to kind of explain what's happening as to why <laughs> this is a show like on a Friday night. And she's like, yeah. so this is the thing. This is this is what you're watching. Right. And I'm like, oh, OK, so the dog food's there because uh, <laughs> it was just like a really unfortunate thing that I had to do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. I wish I didn't have to kind of <laughs> explain that, okay, so we're in this weird time before Mania, so Roman Reigns has to do something, and they put him here in this because they're saving him for a main event push after Elimination Chamber. <laughs> it was, it's a really weird thing to do. This this Saudi match has to be the end of it because then, then we are doing that Elimination Chamber push. We always keep saying we're on the road to WrestleMania, but like sometimes it doesn't feel like it. There's a lot of a lot of pit stops. A lot. There's a lot of pit stops on the road to WrestleMania, <laughs> which is remember that one. There was okay pre, before the blood money came in. Mm-hmm. I think it was just like there was fast lane before Mania, and that was uh, their whole shtick was that it was a pit stop before WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Chamber came back into the fold, and then that Saudi money, of course. Yeah. So. Just crazy shit. So I don't know. I don't. You know. I don't. I didn't relish the opportunity to have to explain why people are eating dog food. Um. <laughs> but you know. I guess the eyes on the product. That's what matters, right? Yeah. Uh. But speaking of that Saudi money, 
We've if got there's that. one man who loves getting money from Saudi Arabia, <laughs> his name's Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Mr. William Goldberg is uh, not in the arena. That would be he the is- worst. I felt so bad for these fans, too. Like, imagine you're, you hear that Goldberg's <laughs> going to be there or like Goldberg's yeah. live or whatever, however it was packaged to you. You're like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. And he's on a video feed from probably his garage in Tampa. Yeah, so that was kind of a bit of a, yeah. A bit but of a it did get, it did give this fun opportunity there. So um, he starts talking about he comes out. He's like, I'm thinking about whatever the hell's going on. He says yeah, something like, Who's about next, Bill. He says something about Kansas City. Um, yeah. he's like, That's, uh, <laughs> what else? What else? What else does he say? He starts talking about that Universal Championship that he used yeah, to have, yeah. and he says to himself, Well, like I never got a rematch. And I'm like, Oh shit! Yeah. Well, like not like Roman didn't. Uh, Kevin Owens yeah, didn't. Finn Balor didn't. Finn Balor didn't. <laughs> but yeah, Goldberg will let you get it. Okay, whatever. Um, and but before but before he can even go on and say like fucking Bray Wyatt, you're next. Uh, Split Green pops up to the uh, Firefly Funhouse new, like newsroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got Anchor Anchor Wyatt here with his his news desk. This and all that, was so. <laughs> fan. This was fantastic. And Mike, so they're they're selling this as yeah this news conference and Bray Wyatt keeps going back to like his headset in his ears yeah, to uh, breaking news break the breaking news. But Mike, are you watching the ticker at the bottom of the screen? No, I didn't catch. Go the back and watch the ticker. <laughs> it was uh, it was something like Abby Witch um, is like the next contestant on The Bachelorette. Uh, <laughs> Husky Harris loses fifteen pounds on mm-hmm. Atkins or so, or like on like dieting yeah. through diet and exercise, and then it said the very last one. Rest in peace goes to Rambling Rabbit dead at age twenty seven. <laughs> wow. 27, of course. Who else died at 27? Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. Another legend gone too soon in Ramblin' Rabbit. (laughs) Wow. Did not. Yeah. That's all he gets is a little ticker. He he gets a little ticker. (laughs) He didn't get one of those graphics, like 2018 to 2020. No, didn't get the in memoriam at the Oscars, (laughs) though. You didn't get the full package. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so he's uh, the word on the street. Is that there's a challenge and he accepts. Uh, now here's Mercy the Buzzard with the weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he just says it'll a cold day in hell, yada yada. So uh, so there's the breaking news. The fiend Bray Wyatt, you're next. This is uh, this is fun. Uh, you know, this is interesting too because I think Bill Gold, like Bill Goldberg, kind of has to job out to the fiend right now but it, it is going to be fun to yeah. see how i think they choose to end this match it's intriguing yes they have my intrigue and uh, uh just good on that, everyone making money can i just can we just pull yeah, that up again? i think um this will this i mean this will it could give the fiend a little boost beating goldberg still has something to it yeah and it, it uh, he can a man who is clean losses you can count on one hand in his whole entire career that's oh that's, that's a good point oh yeah well this isn't going to be clean then that's what that means no, it could be. It clean. could be clean, and it would just kind of add to his wall of legends. He's fucked up, yeah. you know that kind of like Kane and Pictures. Jerry Lawler's there. Uh, all the all those other people are there. Yeah. Uh, then we go backstage. Daniel Bryan's chilling in the locker room, and then Heath Slater. He approaches and uh, he's like, "Hey, man, you got this Goldberg Fiend stuff. Uh, I saw that strap match. I'm worried about you, Bryan." But Brian doesn't care. He challenges into a match. So Daniel Bryan taking on Heath Slater, and Brian's just angry, aggressive out of the gate. He hits the running knee, 
grabs his arms, hits those curb stomp things uh, that he puts on the label lock. And Heath can't even tap out. He's out. So he just, Brian wins by TKO. Wow. And, yeah, Michael Cole notes that The Fiend changes people. Look how Brian, violent Brian's being. That was it. You know what? And I often, you, you know how much I agree with what Michael Cole always says. Um, especially <laughs> regarding uh, what time it is <laughs> and whose yard it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm often I, I I do like hearing what he has to say about those things. But yeah, just like Seth, just like Finn, uh, you know, the fiend has messed up with Daniel Bryan, and it's been what three months of babyface Bryan. We're due for a turn. <laughs> this man, yeah, this I man don't can know, turn uh... four times a year, and no one would really notice. He's always going to be at the top. I don't know how this yeah. keeps happening. I don't know what uh, Brian Brian needs something for WrestleMania. If he's not going to be in a Universal Title match, he needs a big feud. And I don't know who that's going to be. I thought I think we did. I don't I want think, it to be Shane. I think we just saw it right there. Want... Heath Slater, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I would actually be okay with that. I love Heath. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this exact this exactly it. So yeah, where's the where's this version of Daniel Bryan going to go before uh, he has to kind of narrow himself down? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but we get the new Intercontinental Champion, Braun Strowman, coming out here for an uh, interview with Renee. Renee Talks Young! The- she's back! Yeah, she's, she's looking good. She, yeah, she's uh, back in the ring. She's on Fox. She's having a fun time. Yeah. Moxley is uh, the biggest, one of the biggest wrestlers on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Braun's here. He's talking about stuff. And then Nakamura comes out with Sammy. And Sammy wants a title rematch for his client. And Braun says, all right, anytime, any place, let's do this. Sammy says, nah, we're gonna be we're gonna be smart about this. We decide when. And then the revival jump him from behind and they all team up and beat up Bray or Braun. Um, you know what? Yeah, that's cool. I think uh didn't Shinsuke get a couple shots in there at the end? Yeah. Uh you know, because I guess if there's an inevitable rematch, they're going to, you know, build up a little bit of build up a little bit of heat for that. Yeah, they can do it in Saudi if they want. Is there a gimmick to this year's Super uh, Saudi show? Is it like there's like a rumble or like a greatest, best in the world? Uh, so, yes, on Raw they announced something, which we'll get to. Okay, I must forget. Uh, Anyways. But we can't get there yet because the hottest storyline in wrestling going right now. Oh, God, what are you going to say? Uh, but, but, we- but, 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 but Michael, Lana and Lashley is on Raw, are on Raw. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Otis, our buddy Otis, he's backstage. He's marking his date on the calendar. His date with Mandy next week, next Valentine's week. Day. Yep. He's got it circled to the heart. He's nervous. Uh, so his buddy Tucky, he comes in. He's like, man, we got this. Let's do this. And then we get this awesome training montage with a sweet synth soundtrack. They're trying on different outfits. They're working out. They're practicing their table manners. <laughs> uh, you know, like learning how to use a fork and knife on a steak, and then just a g- Otis. Great montage, just a cl- great just montage. A great montage. Know, <laughs> yeah, it there's was good. nothing He's... like uh, you know, mon- they work. I they love work. a good montage. Yeah, so Otis, he stands up from the table. His belly knocks the whole thing over, but Tucker, he's like, "Cheer up, buddy, you're ready." So we leave on that triumph. Next week, we're gonna find out what happens on there's something about Mandy. There's something about Mandy. <laughs> That's what I've dubbed it. That's what it's been dubbed. That's a great. That's a great name for it, you know. And uh, yeah. yeah, the soundtrack was fun. If they could use licensed <laughs> music, I was picturing uh, like Uptown Girl in the background, or <laughs> yeah, <that'd be laughs> I don't fun. know why I was picturing like that. You know that kind of thing. 
Uh, yeah, it was good. It was fantastic. It was good. And Tucker, you know, he's not cock blocking his friend. He's being a good wingman. Of course, of course, you know, uh, you know, you're not going to turn heel on your buddy when your buddy's trying to get laid Some or people, fall in love. It's we wrestling. don't know. It's we wrestling. don't know what uh, it could be. Love. I think it's love. You think it's love? Not just lust. Not, not just, just lust. lust. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm uh, sweating over here yeah. just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to the Celtic warrior. Mister Sheamus is here. Taking on the often not seen, not often seen Apollo Crews. Um, and of course, Seamus gets the easy win with a bro kick. Um, and then he goes to hit another one until Shorty G runs out to stop him. But then he eats a bro kick. So, I don't know. He's still floating around trying to get at Seamus. Yeah, I don't really know why it existed. Uh, there, was a lot of, yeah. there was a lot of action in this show. And it's like, it's really funny that, um, you know, instead of maybe... Like wedging this in instead of just having any one of these like other fine segments go longer. Yeah, up to this point, everything was pretty good. Everything was like, w- yeah, like everything I was, was fine. I would have, I would have had maybe a little bit more main events. You could have given me a little more. Uh, you know, you could have given a little more in a couple other places rather than yeah. just kind of throw this in here. I guess uh, we're going to Saudi. Is that why? <laughs> Seamus. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Seamus and Shorty. One more. What time? if there's some Saudi prince that's just like a huge Seamus fan? You never we know. never know, right? Oh. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to this main event. Main here. event, because we've been promised this, I think, all night. Yes. Uh, Number one contenders match. Uh, Fatal four way. Carmella taking on Alexa Bliss, taking on Naomi, taking on Dana Brooke. Winner faces Bailey for that title. Um, actually, at Saudi Arabia. So we are getting another women's match. The first women's championship in Saudi wow. Arabia. Wow. Yeah. God. <laughs> And this was a yeah, this was a fun match. Naomi, she was doing the high flying, you know, planches to the floor. Bailey's outside watching. She gets involved. She nails Naomi onto the steps. Dana Brooke hits a Batista bomb, a wink to her possible boyfriend. Yeah, we never, we never, we never went back to that. There was a few tweets, and then uh, it sort of it sort of went by the wayside. Maybe they're just enjoying a private romantic life. But so he, she hits that. Naomi, though, she gets the biggest push in the match, it seems. She was always involved. Um, Bliss, Alexa Bliss looked good as well. Uh, she goes for that twisted Bliss on Naomi. But she gets her knees up, hits the rear view. But then Carmella comes running in and hits Naomi with a super kick and pins her to earn the title shot at Super Showdown. So it's... Bailey and Carmella. Um, which is great, you know. I think, uh, you know, yeah, Carmella certainly got over in her R Truth business. Everyone had a great time doing that. Everybody won in R Truth's twenty four seven title run. Uh, yeah, you know, we, you know, we we build her a little bit of credibility for her. She's not just like a comic relief character anymore. And this is a big yes. chance for the two of them. Big opportunity for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure. Uh They'll have their 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 full body suits on again, but the crowd's gonna love it. The crowd's gonna show them lots of love, and I'm and is I'm ready the, and it. is this match, uh, um, is this match the fill in before whatever is next for Bailey Bailey Lacey? Yeah, I don't think because we didn't have any we didn't have any Lacey on television this week. No, hopefully she'll be back soon. Yeah, That's, yeah, she needs to win that title at Mania. It's the only thing I'll accept for the SmackDown Women's <laughs> title. I mean, unless it's like a shock Amber Moon return or something like that. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's SmackDown for us. Yeah, another another great show. I don't know who's running things over there on the blue brand, uh, but you know it's been hot because it's not it's not Bischoff, right? 
They, they, no, didn't they fire uh, Bischoff? Who's yeah, running Bischoff. shit over, uh, over yeah. on SmackDown? Heyman's on Raw. Uh, SmackDown, I'm sure, is some sort of some sort of collective. Wait, oh, some <laughs> sort of collective. A collect. I, I hope it's uh, it's probably like uh, Hurricane uh, Hurricane Helms. <laughs> Uh, we probably got uh, Fit Finley's got his finger and everything, of course. <laughs> he's got a little something there. Fit. I know he's got his opinion on stuff. Oh, of course, of course. Like a hey, Fit. Let me run this one by you there, Fit. Let me run it up the flagpole. Uh, but let's go over to Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> Because there hasn't been a single thing that has occurred more frequently than Monday yeah, Night Raw. Even, uh, Maybe the sun's rising and setting. But even there was that yeah. one day. There was that one day in yeah. 1987 when the sun didn't come up. Everyone was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. There is no God. <laughs> Where is the but sun? I, but then it did come up the next day and the sun had to be like, sorry, guys. I just forgot for a second. But Raw, Raw's, Raw goes. What are we at now? 75 years <laughs> something 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 2000 uh, years straight of Monday Night yeah. Raw um where we were promised some stuff we were promised a a, a women's a women's championship match yeah uh, we were promised that um our uh, our buddy lost a name yeah no more buddy no our bu- our buddy's gone um yeah. and the the continual push of what's happening with Charlotte Flair I think we kick off the show this week. Uh, it opens with Seth Rollins and our buddyless Murphy. Yeah, and they're uh, they're uh, authors of protection in the ring. Is that what they're called now? No, nah, it's just what I'm calling because they're yeah it makes it makes more sense almost they, like uh, yeah, if they had like a security like they're a security so. company who yeah. outsources other large <laughs> people to protect that's a, that's not a, that's not a bad idea there if you, you have this guy who's the guy over on NXT who's like running the uh, like the or he says like I have my manager's license uh, the guy who's working with Chelsea Green right yeah so yeah. If there's a manager's license, I think Sami Zayn said one. He has one too. That means like there's some yeah. kind of kayfabe manager school. <laughs> so why not make up a kayfabe security company? Yeah, they could. I mean, it's in their power. I think. I, who? Wait, somebody's listening to this show. I think also. So um, yeah, you know, okay. Yeah. So they're all out here. The Messiah and his disciples. Uh, Seth cuts a promo on Owens and his buddies. So they come out. They give their piece. You know, the Viking Raiders are there. They're all brawling. And then Samoa Joe makes his big return after being gone for like two weeks. Uh, and he helps the baby faces who stand tall. They, yeah, stand tall the other night. I guess this is booking our uh, our main event, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, so a match that could have been the main event. But they're throwing it right here at the beginning, though. We're going into Becky Lynch. Yeah, this was this was a weird segue too, I think, because like they're going up the ramp and then Becky Lynch's music just starts. Uh yeah. like and right off the bat I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, is is Becky Lynch gonna weave her way into this story <laughs> somehow? Also, is this gonna be a weird, like, you know, your boyfriend can't do it or whatever or whatever it is? But uh no, she's coming yeah. out for her match against Asuka. Yeah, so Raw Women's title match, you know, the series between them is tied one to one. So this is the decisive that's a decisive match here, and uh, yeah, another another great match between them. Just both of them looking to lock in their submissions, trying to outmaneuver each other. 
Asuka hits this new move I haven't seen from her before. It's kind of like a wing clipper, but she had like a headlock in. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. But uh, yeah, uh, of course, Kyrie Sane's on the outside jumping all around like a little spider monkey trying to fuck with shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Becky hits this reverse DDT on the side of the ring. Looked good. Um, and then eventually they're they're going back and forth, reversals, pinfall attempts, and then Becky hits a rock bottom for the win. They called it something else, but that was they 1,000% did. a rock bottom. Okay, thanks for saying yeah. that because I was thinking she the exact it. same. They called it like a side slam. Yeah. Or something, but that was um, what a rock bot. That was it was a, it was hundred percent. It was hundred percent a rock bot. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Which she did do it a couple times, like a year ago. I remember. Yeah, she, she like, did it uh, like, when they were trying to get her over with. Didn't they call it like, like a new non-submission finisher? Didn't they call it like the man slam or something? Maybe, yeah. There's something like There's that. Something but, uh, like I like that. it. You know, if Owens can do the stunner, she can do the rock bottom. Well, of course, and there are some maneuvers that it's like it's really easy, and that's just the way it looks. So, you know, I mean, I guess there is going to be a finite of thing, amount of things you can do. So eventually <laughs> you're going to kind of run out of all the ways. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, good match. You know, Becky celebrating. And then afterwards, Shayna Baszler, who we've all been just waiting for. We, we you know, this is the feud. But she comes in. She attacks from behind. She's finally here. She locks in the Kurafuda clutch. But that's not enough. She takes out her mouth guard. And fucking bites the back of Becky Lynch's neck. What the hell was with that? And then her, yeah, she pulls away. Her mouth is just dripping with blood. Holy shit. Shayna, after all this time, Shayna is Sister Abigail. That's what happened. Oh, that was what you were going for? I thought Shayna was working with Gangrel. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, she's a vampire. She's she's uh, a vamp. So this was, yeah, this was crazy. I didn't see this coming. Uh, I don't know. I didn't hate it. It was, it was interesting. It was crazy. Bite? I didn't see the bite coming <laughs> the bite. at all. Yeah. So this was like a Mike Tyson, uh, Becky the Vampire Slayer. That's her new gimmick now. <laughs> yeah. But it was so weird. I'm the just... Queen of Spades is just biting people's faces. Uh, yeah, next. So she's, no, I did she's... see eventually there being a run in between her and Becky. That was that yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. We knew the paths were going to cross. Exactly. But, um, yeah, so she fucking bites the fucking chunk out of her neck. Becky's selling wild. it. She's holding on. She's yeah. They they got all these towels. She's bleeding everywhere. They take her back to try to take care of her, and we'll see more of her later. Uh, which was crazy because I mean, okay, so this is you know this is where we thought the belt was going. Anyways, uh, do you like the way that just bringing that person in? Does that work for you? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, see the thing <laughs> yeah, is I know the, the, with, with the ch- with the chamber so close to Mania, it is the perfect. Uh, reason to have a title shot at Mania. It's yeah, the perfect so thing, and it'll work for Kofi last year. Although Kofi lost the match, he lost very last to Daniel Bryan, and then it was mm-hmm. still kind of gave the push. Of course, we can see that on the men's side this year. I have a feeling that whoever wins that chamber match is going to get a universal title match. Probably the same with mm-hmm. the women's side. May you know choose a title match if you want. It would have been great if Shayna Baszler premiered at that. I think that would have been super cool too. Well, I mean, that can still be her, her wrestling. That can, premiere, yeah, that that could be her. her. She gets the win and then goes right to Raw. Um, it goes right up to the top there. Uh, so yeah, now she's in there. She's gonna be in the ring. You know, we're gonna start selling the uh, the, the finishers or the uh, sorry, the submission finishers rather. And the bite, you gotta watch out now. Yeah, uh, mouth guard. I, yeah, I hope uh, they never bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> they might. They might. Uh, okay. 
Um, you can't just do it once and forget about it. Like, uh, so wait a minute. Maybe she was inside of Eric Rowan's cage. Uh, speaking of Eric Rowan's cage, we will definitely 100% get to that later. Because it is no. Monday Night Raw, and <laughs> since uh, since we're pushing the story, uh, we've uh, we're definitely going to get to it. So, folks, just keep listening to the show think, if you um, want to hear updates on the Eric Rowan "What's in the Cage" week two without <laughs> an update. Spoiler week. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm getting starting to get worried. We're waiting for it. Yeah, I'm getting worried too. But, uh, but something you don't have to worry about is the twenty four seven championship. Uh, Mojo Rowley and his new buddy Riddick Moss are tagging up so, to take on the Street Profits. This one's weird. A couple weeks back, uh, when I think they brought in this Riddick Moss guy and Mojo Rowley, they had like mic time and an entrance, but this week they just kind of get the classic jobber entrance where we come back from commercial and they're already in the ring. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're there. Street Profits come out. Uh, they make fun of them. We get a quick match. Profits get the win. Um, uh, yeah, Riddick Moss. I don't even Mojo didn't even tag in the match. So mm-hmm. afterwards, Mojo goes up to Moss and he's like, "Hey, man!" But then Riddick rolls him up. He rolls up Mojo and gets the three count. So we got a new champion. He grabs that title and he runs off after betraying his buddy. This one's weird. Uh, just from like uh, this guy's continuity point. So Riddick Moss was brought in to protect Mojo Rawley. Because of mm-hmm. all the shenanigans surrounding the belt and how you're always you always have, it. and then v- via shenanigans, he gets himself the belt. Yeah, it was the the two week long con. It was weird. It was a weird. Yeah, it's just it the, just an odd amount of time. If it was one week, that's cool because it happens like right then. <laughs> if it's like a month, you're like, ooh, he was trusted. But two weeks, I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's not the last we'll see of him, but. Uh... We go backstage again to Becky, and she's just refusing to get into the back of the ambulance. She ends up throwing out the driver and getting in the driver's seat and just taking herself to the hospital. Good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a neck wound. You should be able to drive yourself. You know, that's where Vampire, Dracula, they go for the neck. Exactly. Great. But not the back of the neck. It's all, isn't it well, always like the right below, kind of like if you're staring at the front yeah, of them? I think, uh, it's more of I a, think Shana's still new. She's still new to the vampire. Yeah, that's a good point. It's more of a sensual place there, too, to kind of, you know, she may have it, just turned. Because you're kind of like coming in for the kiss and then you kind of, you go right for the neck. Where back of the neck, there's yeah. nothing, there's not, there's no love there. No. no. Uh, but let's bring out MVP because he's still here. Surprise. What, did we see him last week or? Yeah, he thought he, he had like a match after the Rumble, and then he said that was like his retirement. Weird. Uh, I guess in-ring retirement, because he's out here to host the MVP VIP Lounge, because we need more talk shows. <laughs> so, uh, But the crowd was actually chanting for him a little bit, which was nice. Good for him. He brings out his guest, the sexy Scotsman, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, we're changing around the name. <laughs> yeah, as you know, uh, MVP puts him over for winning the Rumble, and... Going on to face Brock at Mania. And Drew's like, oh, you said the magic word. I need to point at the sign. So he points. And then he goes. And then he steals Undisputed Era's line. He goes, boom. Right when he does it. He did the boom and the point. I think you're allowed to oh. boom. But boom and point? Oh, that, that's a twofer. Boom. I mean, he didn't point I know. I think himself, the third thing still. he would have to do would be <laughs> boom, point during his With theme song. With a with a thumb and not a finger. Oh, yeah, thumb, not a finger. So there's four yeah. things you could Boom. do. He's kind of doing two of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That'd be a good match one day. Cole, Drew. That'd be wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, MVP says he starts turning heel on him. Says, you know, you're not ready to be a champ. But with my coaching, we can make it. But Drew says he doesn't need a business partner kissing his ass. So MVP gets in his face. Drew gives him a Glasgow kiss and then a Claymore. Uh, does he, does he do the, did he do the countdown thing again? He did. Maybe that's why he boomed because it's it's making it sound like a bomb. <laughs> Isn't a Claymore a bomb anyway? Isn't it a bomb? It's a bomb and it is also a sword. Okay. I bet, but, so, but I bet, I get in his case, it's probably the bomb yeah. one. It's like a landmine, right? I think so. I never played Call of Duty. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I do think that's what he's going for, the bomb. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's move on here. Angel Garza is taking on Cedric Alexander. But before the match can start, his cousin, Umberto Carrillo, comes out and beats up Garza. Officials break it up. But then we still get the match, and Garza survives all of that with the help of Selena Vega gets the win with angel clipper fantastic so he's yeah, yeah garza you know he's filling in that break well Andrade's suspended so. yeah i i think i it still feels to me like we are building to some kind of all lucha wrestlemania match uh that that's where I, that's where i feel sort of all these things going right now yeah I, i'd rather i i think I, I see them fighting instead of all teaming together yeah that'd be you fine know, maybe like a uh, ladder match for the u.s title yeah. Andrade, Carrillo, Garza, Rey Mysterio, yeah, Dominic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, Sarah Logan comes out, and she's all pissed off because she's Sarah Logan. And uh, <laughs> it's a good reason to be pissed <laughs> off, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And she calls out Rhea Ripley, who I think they had a brief exchange earlier backstage, and she, uh, yeah, she calls out Rhea, and we get a match. So I think Ripley's first Raw match. Uh, taking on Logan here, and Rhea squashes her, gets the win with the Riptide. And Charlotte's just kind of watching from the ramp. So Rhea gets on the mic and says, where's my answer, Charlotte? I invited you. Challenge me. So Charlotte says, nah, you know, you got TakeOver on Sunday, so how do I even know you'll still be champ? Wait, that's this Sunday? That's this Sunday. Oh, my God. Yes. Actually, yeah, I kind of didn't even think about that. Mike, you're supposed to keep uh, me on these things. Don't worry. We'll have a quick preview. Uh... So, yeah, we don't even know. So no answer this week. No. So, But Charlotte, at least Charlotte is agreeing with our logic that we don't know if it's going to be better. Yeah, like wait another week because we still have a lot of time until Mania. Yeah, like we don't need days. to get this announced right now. <laughs> no. So, so Charlotte did the good thing, though. Yeah. She was logical. Let's build some tension. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley taking on Ricochet. Lana's here outside the ring, of course. Uh, Lashley's angry. He's not getting that title match with Brock and Saudi, so he takes it on a ricochet. They have a pretty good match, and then Ricochet hits a real humdinger of a 630, because he really nailed it. He landed, like, right on top of Lashley. That's a good one. Uh, but he gets the win here. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, Rico. That's, when, when are we going to Saudi Arabia? That's, like, two weeks from Thursday Two or weeks. For, okay. Okay. So, we still have some time. End of the month. Yeah, end of the month. Cool. Uh, then Randy Orton comes out to cut a promo, and uh, you know he says what he, what he did to Edge hurt him more than it hurt Edge. And then Matt Hardy's music hits. Edge's one of Edge's greatest old rivals comes out, and he gives his piece, and you know he just wants to know why Randy. You know he goes over the history he has with Edge. No Mercy 1999 when they revolutionized the ladder match. 
inventing TLC and the crowd starts chanting TLC. So uh, this was actually, Matt was quite passionate here. This was a good promo from him. Um, dare I say his final promo was in WWE. Was this Matt Hardy's final promo? That's the question. Yeah. We're all, that's the question. It seemed good. Like, yeah, he was very passionate. The crowd was into it. Uh, he came back from retirement and you took, you took that all away. You did that to Edge. What's wrong with you? Uh, so Randy goes for the RKO. Matt blocks it, fights him for a second, but then he eats an RKO anyways. But that's not enough. Randy grabs the two chairs, sets it up on his skull, and hits the concerto, killing Matt Hardy forever off of WWE television. If there, if there's no other way to write somebody off of TV, this was it. Yeah, right. because allegedly his contract is up uh, in the next um, like couple weeks next or something. Amount of time. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's got the ninety days or whatever where he can't wrestle. But then too, we're all he could, we're all just too bad he couldn't cash out on that Saudi money. He could have cashed out on that Saudi nah, money before he left. Whatever. But uh, I think the timeline might uh, line up just in time for Double or Nothing over in May or something. Oh my so, lord! Uh, Dark Order, big reveal. We'll see. Oh, uh, don't 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 get my hopes up, Mike. Don't get my <laughs> hopes up. Yeah, uh, and then we get a quick backstage interview with Ruby Riot. Just kind of talking about Liv Morgan and what she did to her attacking last week. and You know, Liv's a follower who needs to be put in her place. So, uh, at least Liv and Lana are done. Uh, at least, yeah. If nothing else, good <laughs> good comes from this. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Black takes on Akira Tozawa and gets another easy win with the Black Mask. Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. So, Tozawa. Odd. Yeah, he, he almost would be better off on NXT. Back in that cruiserweight division. Back in the division. cruiserweight division, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then we go back to the parking lot. Becky Lynch pulls in. She's gone to the hospital. She's got her neck bandaged up. And they let her drive the ambulance back. <laughs> so she comes out to the ring, cuts a promo on Shayna, and just lets her know, bitch, you better find me before I find you. So they were in uh, they were in San Jose, I think, tonight. Of course, Bailey's home. No, it wasn't. Cali? No, Los that Angeles. That's where they were this week. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, you know, they're. Still I mean, I don't know much about Los Angeles or Southern California, but I think the drive alone would be a longer amount of time. Like the drive to well, the traffic ho- and traffic everything. Traffic and, and yeah. <laughs> construction and gridlock. You know, driving to yeah. the hospital in the back, unless the hospital is like directly beside, I guess this you must have been know. at Staples Center, I guess. Unless we it was can't directly rule out. beside the Staples Center. You can't rule yeah, it out. That's a good point. I mean, she wasn't an ambulance. She turns on the siren. There is no traffic. Oh, yeah. You turn on the sirens. You know, but <laughs> we all know what it's like trying to go up I-95, uh, <laughs> you know, at 9 p.m., even with those sirens on. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but she's okay. She survived. Perfect. Um, and then this is when they announce we have a new trophy to give away in Saudi Arabia. The two-wake a, trophy a gauntlet trophy? match. What? Yes. They're having a gauntlet match. So the winner gets this big trophy. Yeah. So now we have the greatest in the world trophy. We have the tag team world cup. And now we have the two ache. However you pronounce it. T-U-W-A-I-Q. Tarek, maybe? Two ache. I don't know. It's named after a location, I'm guessing. So there's going to be a gauntlet match. Going to be a gauntlet uh, match. Featuring the likes of like R-Truth and... I think AJ's like in it. I didn't look. I think AJ is in yeah, it. Yeah, I think AJ I saw Styles, him advertised for probably it. Probably Dolph Ziggler, Rude, goes that. Anyway, those guys. <laughs> you know, you know all those guys. They're all going to be in yeah. one match. Yeah, perfect. Uh, uh, but uh, we have a eight-man tag here for the main event: Kevin Owens, Viking Raiders, and Samoa Joe taking on AOP, Murphy, and Rollins. 
Now, something that bothered me here, I think when it was, uh, I can't remember if it was when the match started when they're they're making their entrance, or maybe it was at the beginning segment when Samoa Joe pops out, but it's the the Viking Raiders wearing their t-shirts that, you know, you wear your shirt because you're trying to sell it. It -hmm. seems weird for me that your character has both Viking and, like, merch thought. Like, they're thinking about both. They're thinking about both being a Viking (laughs) and, like, wearing cotton t-shirts and selling it. Yeah. That one could just be me. No, I get it. I get it. Like Kevin Uh, Owens. I get it. He's got kids. He's got a family to feed, right? (laughs) You're going to wear your Stun Owens Stun shirt. Uh, cause you want to sell that shit, but does a Viking care about making money? And who wants a Viking Raider shirt anyways? Uh, are, are, Vikings. Are they, are they selling <laughs> specifically to the Viking population? They never go. WWE never goes to Norway and Iceland. Isn't that where, uh, isn't that where Vikings are from? Allegedly. Uh, they could go to Minnesota though. I bet big uh, Viking Raider fans there in, Miss- in Minnesota. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Go Vikings. Go Vikings. Vikings. Uh, right. we let, let's get to this eight-man tag because we got our bud, uh, we got Seth, AOP, the Buddyless Murphys. Oh, that's a good band yeah. name. Uh, hey. <laughs> taking on our four faces on the other side. And, um, you know, WWE's – it was a classic WWE eight-man tag. Yeah, you know, everyone's doing their little – getting their little moves in. Owens does his – Flip to the outside. Uh, Rollins and Joe are left in the ring. Murphy tags in. Joe has Seth in the coquina clutch. Murphy jumps at him. Joe locks him in the clutch. But then Razor grabs the ref as Murphy's tapping out. So the ref doesn't see it. Rollins hits a curb stomp on Joe behind the back of the ref, allowing Murphy to get the pinfall. So the heels celebrate on the ramp to end the show. How? Uh, what was I going to say? I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> The weirdest thing popped Murphy. in my head. Oh, yeah, I'm done with these uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins, Tope Suicida. Uh, yeah. Like, they kind of feel more like a like a running high five. <laughs> and I think there was, yeah, like, at one point in this exactly where, like, you you know, like, it's like their hands locked. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, yeah. this isn't uh, – there's nothing threatening about this anymore. Can Seth make it over the top rope there? I'm sure he can. If Roman can jump over the top, yeah, he can Seth go can jump over, over the, the top. top. Why doesn't he? he can, I don't know. Suicide dives in general are just oversaturated. I, I accept, but you know, I could watch Ray Phoenix do a suicide dive. I mean, some people are definitely better <laughs> at them than others. You know, uh, and Seth Rollins, he does it a lot for it not looking too good. Yeah. You know, especially when you try to fire up the crowd. But that was Monday night. <laughs> that was Monday night. Um, You did mention, what, you said Portland's this weekend, though, Mike. Yeah, this Sunday, the first Sunday uh, pay-per-view event. So let's look at this real quick here. Okay, tell me the matches. Uh, so we got Keith Lee defending his newly won North American Championship against his best rival, Dominic Dijakovic. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that'll just be another classic. Another great match. Keith Lee retains. Yeah, Keith Lee retains. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, I like how we have multiple feuds going on in the women's division because we have a non-title match, Dakota Kai taking on Tegan Knox in a street fight. A street fight. NXT's great yeah. at steps. Let's hope, th- yeah. I bet this so one cool. will... Uh... Knee braces are legal Knee in this. Knee braces are legal. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and then we got uh, the Undisputed Era, Fish and O'Reilly defending their tag titles against the Broser Weights. 
And I think this might be the time. I think Riddle and Dunn are going to get it done. You think so? You think so? You think Undisputed Era is going to drop the belts? At least the tag titles. <sighs> this is tough. This is tough. This could be, you know, we and we, uh, we asked this the other day. Is this the beginning of the end for the Undisputed Era? Could be. Oh, my oh, God. I never thought the day would come. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Finn Balor taking on Johnny Gargano just in a straight-up singles match for honor, pride, redemption. Yeah, Finn Balor hasn't had a title shot yet. They've been they, There's so no. much talent down there that they can keep him wrestling without having a title shot. Yeah, this kind of, I mean, it's not officially, but this kind of could be considered a number one contenders match. The winner of this kind of... Could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the women's title match, the one I'm most looking forward to. Rhea Ripley defending against Bianca Belair, the best in the business. And I mean, this, this has WrestleMania implications, you know, Potent yeah. potentially you know, WrestleMania implications. Let them go out there. Let them throw on a 15 minute banger. I think the crowd will love it. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And then the main event, Adam Cole defending against the man who never lost his title, Tommaso Ciampa. The psycho killer who signed the contract in his own blood. Yikes. Uh, yeah, but I uh, this is the one that I think Cole, I think he's going to retain, though. I think he's going to be the last to lose his title of the Undisputed The era. last to lose his title. And, of course, if we're thinking if we're thinking main roster debuts, is this what that means? You know, we're coming up to Mania season. The clock will reset. Uh, the uh, you know the undisputed areas have three belts. Now they have one. No, sorry. Now they have two. They may only yeah, have they may one. only have one after the after this My, weekend. Is this the beginning of the yeah. end? I mean, uh, I don't know. Okay. I think they can drag up the breakup a little bit. Now you want them to while. break up, not just all kind of lose and still be pals. Well, like no, I don't know what I want. Okay, I don't know what I want. Okay, because they're doing well enough right now that I'll let them decide. <laughs> let them decide. It'll be it'll be a great card. Uh, Sunday, am I around? Yeah, fucking yeah, it looks good. Sunday, uh, yeah, or their their first ever like lone weekend, lone pay per view all themselves. So yeah, this is this Let's, is gonna be great. Uh, and just a week before that, blood money, baby. But that's the show. Yeah, that's the show. That's the I mean, whole still... show. Well, yeah, I guess that isn't the show because there's one more segment. Yes, and there is one more NXT before Sunday, so things could change. Things could things change. Could the dream's back, baby. But until we get to that. It hasn't been the first time. We've had cards change. Oh, my times. God. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> that, isn't the end of, that isn't the end of the show. Uh, let's recap what we just did. Let's recap our favorites with the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. This week, and I'm going over to the land of AEW, uh, a man who I'm sure is going to make many more appearances on this section before the year is over. He didn't even wrestle, but he is such a great storyteller. He took a beating in the ring. Those 10 lashes, Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. You are my wrestler of the week, and you continue to have some of the best segments and storytelling in the business. Cody, yes, agreed. You are everybody's favorite. The second you stop out there, uh, everyone's behind you. Top face in the world, possibly. Like pure, a yeah. top pure baby face right, going right now. Top, yeah. 
Yep. Uh, I, 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 I can totally, I can totally um, put that guy over. Cody, that was a great show. <laughs> you know what? There was a lot going on this week. Um, yeah, shit all across. I didn't really pick anyone final. You know what I did enjoy the most, actually, though, which I do have to say? Uh, I loved um, The Fiend's uh, little news station. <laughs> no, it was great. It may, you know, no. yeah, yeah. No, no, that, you know what? That one made me laugh. That ticker at the bottom. You got to go back and check out the ticker. <laughs> yeah, I will have it was to, the little yeah, details like to. that. And cutting to Mercy, bu- uh, Mercy the Buzzard. Um, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, like you said, Mike, you don't have to wrestle uh, to be the wrestler of the week. Just like Bray Wyatt. There you go. There you go. There you have it. And that was the show. You know what? That was uh, the Shoot Brothers podcast. Of course, we'll come back a little bit later. We got more Wednesday night news to talk about. And of course, I'm sure this takeover Portland. Remember to rate, review, like, subscribe everywhere. Yeah, overall, I think pretty good week. Not really much. Not really much on the negative side at all. Even the Lana Lashley stuff was a bare minimum. Yes, because they didn't. Because it, it, it was Lana and Lashley without being Lana and Lashley. They were just two. There was just yeah. person and manager. It was just a manager and a wrestler. Which is what, <laughs> which is what we want. We want person and manager. We don't want Lana and Lashley or so. Uh, it worked. Yeah. So there you go. We'll be back next week. Takeover Portland review. XFL week two. XFL week two, which is going to become a staple <laughs> of this podcast, yeah. also. So listeners, who's uh, who'd you say your team was? St. Louis, Louis Battlehawks. The battle yes. Did they we win? We got a big dub, baby. Want to know? We're looking we're looking down that barrel. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking down that barrel. All right. All right. That's what we got. So we got. Until next time, Mike. I'll talk to you later. Drop it down low. Hit it. Hit the floor with it.